stay hydrated, kids. <laughs> That's going to go, go great. Uh, going to go over great with the audio listeners. It's like, is this thing on? Oh, sorry, I should have. I should have drank that more audibly. Hang on, should, I can do it again if you want. I can drink it far oh. more audibly. <laughs> That's not gulp, 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 gulp. If people love oh, yeah. uh, a noise, that that's not that's that noise, right? Someone audibly yeah. gulping. Joe can, make, right. Joe can make fishy noises. I actually did audibly drink one time, and somebody told me it sounded like I was taking a hit from a bong. <laughs> like, did you just take a hit from a bong? I was like, no, I was just drinking. Yeah. So that's what audible drinking sounds like, to be clear, from a bottle. Just water bubbling. So, Strange. episode two, three, seven, tactical crouch. The show where we cover unbelievable amounts of drama, where we consider talking about some games, but probably yes. don't, and talk about anime instead. Speaking of which, Ooh, the, new, uh, the new anime on Disney Plus came out called Kenobi, and mm. I watched the first two episodes. I don't know if I'm into it fully. I think, it's okay. a, I think, I, think I wanted to get into it, yeah. but there's a certain few things about it that just haven't captivated me yet. I hope that third episode's really good. I know it's out. I haven't seen it. I hope it's really good because first two, I'm still just I'm I'm feeling like I'm still waiting for like the the, the why am I watching the show right reason to come. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I haven't been hooked yet, and gotcha. I feel like the pilot's usually meant to do a really good job of hooking you, but right, yeah, it didn't. And I I I I still I sat through it and still I watched the second episode because I felt like I had enough. There was enough goodwill for me to want to be there. And there's mm. enough curiosity for me to want to be there, even though if it was any other show that wasn't tied to Star Wars or Kenobi or anything to do with that franchise, I probably right. wouldn't have even gone to the second episode. But minor minor point or minor like question rather, because I I'm gonna raise my hand and jump in front of any of this because I have not seen it. I am simply asking a innocent and a completely ignorant question. I have heard that like the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett, like it seems they they all kind of start slow. But like they pick up at the end, is this like something I that is tracks? Or episode like one of okay. Mandalorian. Okay. And I have the opposite effect of Mandalorian. Here's some real travesty. First uh, of all, I'm not like a hardcore Star Wars fan. I, sure. I, I would consider myself like a more general normie Star Wars fan that will mm. you know I've seen all the mainstream movies. I've played a, a reasonable amount of the games. Some of them were brilliant, some of them were not very good at all. Borderline <laughs> awful. Um, but I've not jived with all of the extra content, you know, the, mm. the TV series. For example, here's the real travesty that people are going to be shocked by. Get ready to audibly gasp at this, this one. I didn't finish Mandalorian Season 1, and obviously I haven't seen Mandalorian Season 2. Right. I couldn't sit through it. I think four episodes in, I just felt like, no, the storyline is stupid. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I can't get into the Baby Yoda storyline. I can't get into the intergalactic babysitter storyline. It's not for me, <laughs> you know? Sure. It's, yeah. it's it, and clearly I I know it's I, it's my problem. I know it's my issue because I know everyone else loves it. So clearly I'm I acknowledge that I'm the one that yeah. You're not going around saying it's bad. You just but, not, uh, not for you. I'm not. Yeah, I don't even know if I want to say it's bad. It's clearly well made, and I felt like the first two episodes were really good. Yeah. But well, the show I wanted to come in to watch was like I don't know, like a, a badass bounty hunter. Sure. You know, Boba Fett style show. I have actually mm -hmm. not. I Mandalorian turned me off so hard. I didn't even watch Book of Boba Fett. That's how oh, hard Mandalorian turned me off. Wow. I didn't even bother watching that because I'm like, nah, it's all the same bullshit. But I, that's <laughs> probably unfair because it's probably not. Um, and I love Timmy Morrison. I should probably watch Book of Boba Fett. Mm. You know, but um, you know, it will shock you, but I'm completely with you. I watched a little bit more. I think I watched like halfway through season two. 
unless was was it season one or season two where he eats the the lizard eggs? Eats the baby. Yeah. Oh. Damn. I, I, <laughs> hope, I hope he would eat the baby. That would improve okay. the show. So then he so, ate baby Yoda. Bro. bro. Actually, yo, and you know, that's that sounds ridiculous. It would have legitimately not been worse than what baby Yoda did. So there's a scene or like an episode where they have to oh. help a mother, like yeah. a lizard mother, that has like, you know, intelligence on the level of all the other species in the Star Wars universe. So... Mm. Main meaning human intelligence, and she has like eggs which have been fertilized, and you see Baby Yoda just snacking on them throughout the entire episode. Bruh, whoever fucking like in the ethics department thought that that was a great idea is fucking insane, dude. Yeah, but Baby Yoda is cute, and anything he does is excusable. So yeah, bro, the circle of life, you know. Are you telling me that if cows had human intelligence and the like a, a fucking bull hands in his dissertation, you look at him and go, "That motherfucker looks delicious. I'm about to eat you right now." Bro, no, like that is like when it, it doesn't matter what you think about the vegan or vegetarian movement, you surely have to say there's a certain level of intelligence where I'm just going, mm, I'm not eating you. If you're saying no to that, motherfucker, I'm scared of you that you're eating my ass right now. Like, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking Some insane. people do enjoy uh, eating ass. There are definitely that's true. Of, <laughs> ass eating enjoys our best. Yes. You know what? And. I'm all for it. I mean, not personally for me, but if you into yeah. it, you're into Go it. Go for it. Um, but yeah, there I am. So here's Jessica coming to us in the pre-show and saying, guys, I don't have a lot of time today. And here's me trying to artificially <laughs> uh, I'm uh, the ready. No, I think I know what happened. I think I know what happened. And no, extremely minor spoilers. So minor that you probably won't give a fuck. In mm. episode two of Kenobi, Kenobi does a very light amount of babysitting and it turned me off. And I was like... Uh, I will give, give the show one last chance. Right. One final chance. If there's any more babysitting, I'm out. Mm. I am fucking out. It's I not what I came the show for. You give a free show test. Right. It's like the only the only babysitting media that I enjoyed was watching uh Vin Diesel and the Pacifist, and that's about it. And that's where I draw yeah. the line, you know? After that, no, I'm done. No kids, no kids movies. I don't want to see it. Um, can, I, can I give an equally hot kid. like correct, anime take? Correct, I do hate kids. What what of it? <laughs> Again, very go. fair. I think it's mature to actually like have like hold that opinion. You know exactly honest. what you want. Exactly. Right. Here we go. Like, shit take incoming. Shit take for the anime community, right? For the anime listeners who maybe aren't necessarily like all that there, but I hold like a very similar opinion as to Avril. I gave Jujutsu Kaisen at least eight episodes. I, I couldn't give a is. shit. I could give a shit. That is the most mid shonen anime I have ever seen. Oh, in you're my so life. wrong, man. It is so dull. I'm glad I, I don't it watch is anime. every single shonen anime I have ever seen. I dropped it like a hat. I am very happy. Again, everybody loves it. That's awesome. I'm so happy that you like it. It's not for me. I don't want to. I also, it. I also make it a point to not like things that kids like. So thankfully, Overwatch <laughs> is only enjoyed by 25 plus year olds. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be here. Tactical Crouch, episode 237, brought to you by Avril La Vista Bebe, Battlecrab, Refine Bean, Bronzebot Bruhal, Chare, Commissioner Picasso, Chris R34444, Cash67, Lulshin, Porkshop Sammy, Rex Sane, Volumel Smooth, Nuts, Your Misery, and a special shout out also to our YouTube members, Ice Ham Jello, William Jesse, Vishmam, 
Freelemon6, AK, and Chris R. Big topic this week is the community update, which dropped a little bit earlier. Uh, which basically, mm. the long and short of it is they had to cancel the LAN event for the international event in the mid-season stage, and now we're moving back to Hawaii instead. Um, the easy explanation, I guess, would be that obviously, I, not not everyone would know, but uh, I'll explain it quickly. China's had some pretty major lockdowns, and when I say major lockdowns, I mean like some of the strictest lockdowns of any country doing lockdowns, COVID-based lockdowns in the world, um, and it's made logistics nigh impossible for international events. Uh, just most recently, RNG, which is the Chinese team that just won MSI, played their entire MSI competition inside their facility in China instead of traveling to Korea because they, you know, the travel part of it was just out of the equation um, and won the whole thing from, from you know, their setup in their home base. So you had T1 in the final on stage in Busan versus across the stage, five empty chairs, legitimately, and the empty chairs won. Um, so that was something <laughs> to behold. But I'm just saying, like, that's, that's, that's where things are. Now, we also did get... Uh, a kind of report saying that Shanghai is about to end its lockdown very soon. So, hey, you know, m- not in time to rescue the mid-season. I mean, I mean maybe we're, we're not entirely sure yet, but I doubt it'd be, I doubt all of this is going to yeah. save the mid-season madness in terms of overturning the Hawaii decision, but it does bode well for the end of year playoffs. But it, for now, it means we're going to be playing out of Hawaii. All the NA teams that qualify, the eight teams will be going to Hawaii and the uh, four APAC teams will be playing from where they currently are. Right. Yeah, it's it's a like it's not a great thing, right? Obviously, the the ideal would be to keep it as it was, have a you know an added international LAN um, featuring all the teams. That would be great. Um, so, like this step back to move forward a little bit uh, is kind of what it feels like, right? Like you don't want this separate ecosystem um i think there are a lot of like people um that we've kind of talked to uh i guess i i've talked to in like our discord our regular space i mean it seems like the general sentiment is that like the live events are something that people kind of like severely miss um and it's it feels like we're slowly getting there you can kind of criticize the league for the the speed or the rate at which or whether or not you think Hawaii is successful, it seems like things are starting to get better. We're, we're starting to get back to normal, which is a great sign. Um, and this puts a lot of like hope for grand finals. So hopefully that's a, mm-hmm. uh, a sit down blowout, you know, celebration of this game and the esport and the, you know, the, the many fans and, you know, all the, all of the, the, this should just be a big celebration. If I'm gonna be completely honest, we, we've been far too long without an event, um, a big land. So I'd like that to be, where we where we put our focus, let's say. It's kind of sad that we don't have more of a foothold in Europe and make it more worthwhile to have these relationships here because, mm. I mean, as far as I can tell, like, European esports events are pretty back to normal, right? Yeah, PGO was pretty hype from what I heard. Like, yeah, people were going. Yeah, the stadium's completely filled to the brim. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, the the case that this is hard to turn it like to plan around. I would have, I would have 
waited a strong guess that this was always going to be the case for the UK, though. That like they, yes, like they had they were pretty f- early with their Freedom Day, then had to lock down again. But like right. it felt like the UK specifically was always fairly open towards the op- uh, possibility. Like I, I during the pandemic, I traveled there twice. Mm-hmm. It was very weird as a German to run around like nobody wearing a mask anymore and whatever, like right. no restrictions whatsoever. Are, are you talking about Texas? Where were we? No, uh, London. Oh, okay, yeah, that was a joke. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, no, that went directly past me. Um, weirdly, my associations with Texas are different. Um, now, the... The that si- one didn't get past me. I just smiled. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the yeah, the, I think it's it's fair. It's it, it, it's hard for me to not feel away when every other esports somehow manages offline finals at some points in their year long yeah, yeah. Ca- calendar. How many how many Chinese teams are there? Exactly. Yeah, fair. There's there's just not people are like oh what about. VCT Masters, first of all, a bunch of like, to be fair, it's for a different reason, but like the the Russian players, Ukrainian players situation yeah. meant that a bunch of those teams and players couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. But there were no Chinese teams at that event. Yep. So of course you just go to Reykjavik and make it work because you you're not inviting any Chinese teams, are you? Because mm-hmm. they don't exist in Valorant. To, mm-hmm. I think, well, they do exist in some capacity, but they're not part of the global circuit. Okay. Um, whatever's happening there. That's why like the whole MSI situation Ended up being RNG had to play from home in Shanghai mm-hmm. while everyone else played in Busan. And even then, there was this entire big ass, huge fuss, like humongous yep. um, mm. backlash from the audience complaining that teams were on 35 ping, which for us is like laughable because <laughs> we're on like yeah. 90 plus ping for our international <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yep. They're only on 35 and they're like, oh my God, 35 ping. Uh, how does anyone click their mouse? Um, Hardy would feel like it, he's playing in the future, right? No, Hard, Hardy be in VR. He'd be straight VR with his. He'd be, he'd be sh- hitting shit with a real hammer and what, like a like a VR hammer, you know, with his hands. Um, For sure. Yeah, there was, and then people like calling RNG frauds. They're calling Riot frauds. They're saying the the tournament is is illegitimate. Like, they're going crazy mm. over that, you know. And this yeah. is just one team playing from home, and everyone's everyone's like everyone's just completely you know, full hyperbolic in terms of what this means. That you know, they they think RNG should have not been included in this tournament. They should have just left out the strongest and um most winningest, most successful region in all of League of Legends from this yeah. international. Um like how is that not more they like called RNG they called RNG cheaters. Now that's a joke because like <laughs> they're not cheating, but they they just like they're like, oh well you know they don't have to they're all comfortable and they don't have to be at traveling and they don't have to be in the front of a crowd. First of all, no one's comfortable in that Shanghai lockdown. Let me be very clear. No sure. one's fucking comfortable in there. They can barely get supplies. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and my point is, my overall point is, is that there was, there's been so much incredible, some of it justified, some of it completely stupid backlash towards the RNG MSI situation that to me for Overwatch, we got five Chinese teams, and four of them would have to play in the international, whatever international event. Yep. So how the hell would you manage that? That's like four times as many teams in that situation. Yep. Assuming, you know, uh, well, now it's a bit more open because we don't know what's happening with the lockdown, being that it's apparently being lifted quite soon. Mm. But 
um yeah i just don't think it's as easy as like i i saw some comments some real forehead dunning kruger, kruger comments was like oh yeah just do a land forehead right just do a land just do a land for it like mm. do you really think it's that easy like it's what just yeah. snap your fucking fingers just rub that genie bottle and make the land happen forehead like what are you saying like you yeah. know do you understand how any of the what any of the challenges are like you mm. have no idea what the challenges are like it's like it's actually incredible now here's what i will concede i think we could do a career level event like an msi because um lol dear who is um i think i believe an assistant manager for dallas fuel uh, and mm. also translator she mentioned yeah, you know like you know we'd be cool if we did something in korea you know with all the na teams would go to korea and the chinese teams could still plant low pink which that would be a major improvement from hawaii because it would sure. mean that a we could have a live event and b the ping would be more manageable so we're not playing on is it 90 or more i can't remember what it was it's not great mm-hmm. it's not the I'm worst not sure. but it's not great we could at least be on much lower ping like 35 sounds amazing for us yeah yeah like le- legitimately amazing mm-hmm. um so i would love that um so you know if we did that i'd be all for it so i'm not against that but i'm just saying like you know just 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 do land forehead is such a stupid response yeah i don't think you can and this is again to reiterate avril's point um something that we hear like in just like our own bubble our own community quite a lot where it's just like well you know valorant does iceland and why why do they get that it's like yeah how many chinese asia Exactly. So if your argument is if we're dividing the regions up, why don't we have more like home stands? Okay, I could I could understand that. I could feel that. I could say, yeah, you know, that'd be and nice to hear that like we're getting another Dallas or another Toronto. I think Toronto's doing another one down the line, if memory serves. Well, they're um, doing uh summer showdown. So Dallas is right. doing kickoff clash and Toronto's doing Del- in, Exactly. In, uh, and that's showdown. and that's great, and I'm very happy we have those. But if there is like a a want for these live events, like I think that's a fair criticism that like there's not more home stands. Like where is the the Florida homestand or like where where are these like little like stops that that people would like to go to? I suppose like if that's something that you feel as an argument, then yeah, I suppose like I think that's fair criticism. Like why aren't there more like domestic stops or domestic yeah, like that, locations to show up to teams as well those are exactly agreed you think about why did dallas have a dallas versus houston event mm-hmm. uh in san antonio and it's because first of all texas is a lot easier to get that shit done when agreed. COVID is so lax over there they don't think it exists so i mean mm-hmm. obviously you can just do whatever you want right um and yeah i mean texas this is the reason why all the cdl well there's other reasons why teams are in Texas. I think there's some good internet-related reason there. I'm sure they're also the middle, so they can get, you know, reasonable ping to both West Coast and East Coast. But mm. yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's most a lot of esports events in the U.S. end up going to Texas. Why did the LCS Spring Split Finals take place in Houston? Yeah, Texas is the easiest place to do it. Yep. Yeah, that's just that that's just the Vegas. reason right now. That is legitimately the reason. So, um. It's not, so, you know, the, the support of the homestand is all about it because, uh, what is it, Dallas Fuel Envy have partnered with um, Esports Arena Arlington. Is that correct? I believe I said that incorrectly. So. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm like, it's the, the orgs themselves have easy access to mm-hmm. these types of arenas. It's like, I don't think it's as easy. For, like, there's a lot of orgs out there that I don't know what misfits in Florida have in terms of sure. their yeah. relations with local venues and all that kind of stuff. So I don't think it's as easy. 
it's not just the local uh, event halls. It's also the local sponsors that you got to get in. Sure. Because sure. here's a little peek behind the curtain. You need the sponsors in order to make your money back on the uh, mm-hmm. investment there, right? Like, yeah. Um, Unless you're charging people a shitload of money on the yes. door, but you can't do that for eSports. <laughs> you can't do that, and you're probably not selling a ton of merch at the, at the venue itself. Like... Mm. You want to kind of have a business case where you're making money off this these offline events, man. So I feel like just break even, just break even. Yeah, that would be the start. Yeah, break breaking even already makes for way better fan engagement for those at the venue, but also for the live broadcast. Right, it makes for a different mm-hmm. experience, legitimizes it a little bit. So if you can monetarily break even, that's a value surplus, right? Yep. Yeah. So, yep. 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 Yeah. That's what it's got to be, because otherwise, if everyone just loses money on events, then the events are not sustainable. Yes. Yep. Like you got to be able to at least break even on these. I think the the whole the Dallas versus Houston uh, event on day two, week one, was a huge success. I don't mean I don't know how much it cost, but it was a huge success at least from an optics perspective because it was yep. sold mm-hmm. out. Sure. Like, yep. It looked amazing. It uh, it felt amazing, even just. Watching the match with the crowd noise, not even being there. I can only imagine it was even better being there, even though it was a pretty short day. Yeah, true. Um, so I, I, I'm really hoping that the Dallas event for the kickoff clash, which will be starting for us, mm-hmm. like tomorrow, even. Uh, yeah. But by the time you see this, you might already, it might have already started. So I'm hoping it'll be um, fantastic and praying for no COVID related issues there because uh, probably not going to see too many people wearing masks at that venue. Ah, probably not. Um, so. I think NA is steadily moving back to live events. To go back to the whole Europe thing for Yiska, I don't think Overwatch is a huge foothold in Europe. Yeah. In, not in terms of like yeah. play base, but in terms of like infrastructure. There's no teams mm-hmm. based out of there except for London and Paris. And even then, London is C9, who are actually mostly just, they're actually just based yeah. in LA and US, right? Not too sure about Drew McCord and his kind of stuff, but I, I don't know how much they have actually in Paris. I yeah. assume not a lot. Uh, then we also had the, heard the rumor of them like yeah. potentially rebranded to Vegas or whatever. So they're even trying to bail out of Europe if yeah, it's if those are correct. So I mean, yeah, we just don't have that infrastructure. You look at you look at League of Legends. They have LEC. They have the Berlin Studio. Yeah. They have all these teams actually yes. in Berlin in Europe. Massive infrastructure. It's just a totally different ball game in terms of sure. doing things in Europe. Yeah. So yeah, and on the one hand, it's like it's really hard to convert on these. Um, on whatever you have. On the other hand, it feels like you could have had a more healthy relationship there, right? Like, it, it's you rebrought yourself to a degree, but it's also like whoever is in charge now has to make good decisions. And unfortunately, given that situation, I don't think there were many more plays. And I think the partnership they have with Hawaii, the Hawaiian University, I'm not sure if there's, they are hosting it there again. I think it will be, yeah. Manoa is already like pretty solid i will say it kind of sucks to always have to play at such high pings part of me and i understand that we can't do this but part of me once would have loved if we could have just like continued the blizzard arena throughout the entire experience so far also this season (laughs) so yeah that was another question i had that okay if we want to talk about blizzard arena um on a speculative level, I, I don't know how long they can keep that going because at the okay. end of the day, that's hiring out that venue mm-hmm. for Blizzard would not have been cheap. No. Oh, that Burbank, that Burbank venue. Agreed. And the goal was always to 
do homestands or live events mm. hosted by the actual teams themselves. So I don't think it's ever the goal of the game sure. to always be out of Blizzard Arena. It's got to move out. You know, the kids, mm. the kids are growing up. They got to move out. Um, I think the whole COVID situation gives us a lot of hindsight. Twenty twenty, like, oh, maybe we should have stayed, but like, oh, agreed, no, no. Yeah. you couldn't, you couldn't have predicted COVID. You didn't know that was going to screw you they, over, yeah, right? So yeah. there's also no way they could have sold that to the teams because keep in mind they they build those facilities in their hometowns mm -hmm. in order to like have the teams there. Like, what are you going to tell like Spark with their giant facility or Guangzhou that they? Like have to remain in LA some more and have like the, their their places there be frag uh, yeah. like vacated or whatever. Like that mm -hmm. that's not a real great argument, right? Like you want people in their home con uh, countries have the relationships, start building up with the local audience and whatnot. Yeah, it's a real shitter that we're in this situation. It's unfortunate that especially this uh, this league unfortunately, is very susceptible to exactly this kind of situation that we're currently facing. Well, but what, can what you we do? need is, what we need is, like, you know, and this is the this is most, like, I, I am subjected to potentially sounding like a forehead now, but what we need is, like, a lot more teams involved that we can actually split the regions up a little bit more evenly, and that APAC can become its own Overwatch League in a way, and then we have further mm. expansion in Europe because I feel sure. like Europe is Europe is easily the most underserved region of all of Overwatch. So mm. heavily underserved, two teams, but it, you know it still doesn't feel like it's there's enough there for Europe. Um, and there's nothing to do in Europe because you like yeah, the, the tier two system needs to be entirely shaken up as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll take this moment as well to to talk about. Just, just a briefly, you know, sure. a little bit of tribute to Dan, um, but obviously this entire, the entire tier two journey has been a sort of a weird one because it's had its ups and downs. Mm. COVID didn't help it, but you know, having talked to him before his um, passing, mm. you know, they had plans to to turn things around further and to to make further improvements with Overwatch two, and you know, it just takes time. It takes um, a lot of planning. You know, there's. There's there's definitely things in the works that people don't know about, sure. um, yeah. And and you know, and, and Dan was excited about how things could be in the future. And you know, uh, I know Tier Two hasn't hasn't been like the most impressive product in the Overwatch space, and I've had my fair share of criticisms about it publicly, even. Sure. But you know, guys like Dan at the top and and people working around him, they could only work with what they were given, right? So in, mm, in some ways, sure. their hands were tied as well. So, um, yeah. You know, I hope. Uh, I'm glad that Dan got to see the beta at least come out, and he got to see the 1.5 million views, however mm. short-lived that was. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy he was uh, he was there for that. But yeah, yeah, RIP, Dan. Not somebody one. who I knew or like had ever spoken to, but being friendly with or in friends with a lot of the tier two you know, casters and analysts and, you know, speaking to some of those people, they only had nice things to say um, and, and were impacted quite a lot. Like it's, it's a sad day when you, you know, lose anybody, but to lose somebody that was very publicly, well, maybe not publicly. Um, it felt like a, a very much like a reserved, like took a backseat to a lot of the, not the a success. huge public figure. Yeah. Not a huge public yeah. figure. 
but but a champion in the in the, yeah, the realms sure. that he needed to be and real um, people that knew him knew him you know the people that knew him knew what he was all about exactly yeah real which is why like i think a lot of the public were like i don't really know who this person is and mm. it's like probably you know and that's yeah. probably don't expect that people in the public really know who knows yeah. uh, who he is but uh deserves the to be respected in his passing in, in any case and yes and hoping 100 whatever hands tier two falls into improves because i think that is that is going to be somewhat of the future as well because mm. okay there's only two there's only two European franchises, maybe even only just one in the near future. Sure. Um, what does that even mean for Europe? I think you you know you have to you have to be going back to national domestic events to carry the load. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I I don't know what the future of fran- franchising is like. If it's you know, do we can it be possible to entice more people to buy into the franchise? Because if not, you'll just be you'll just be having the same twenty teams, maybe even less if they can't keep it together uh forever or maybe not forever who knows it's it's, it's all up in the air so mm. unless there can be more franchise teams the the now tier two is more important than ever because the lifeblood of your entire of an entire continent entire region like a major region yep. has to rest on tier two being like the most accessible thing because there will soon maybe only be one team representing europe and you know, uh, and depending on what Jack wants to do with C9 and their involvement, like could be even could be even less than one. So, mm-hmm. um, really, the only thing that'll keep Europe going would be domestic competition, national competition, European Masters style. You know what League of Legends do? Like that. That to me is like what I think the future of Tier Two needs to look like. For sure. So, um, and then and then Europe can start developing. Then you can have the infrastructure. And then you can have whatever it needs to be, so that we so that Europe can finally be served what i think they've been demanding or at least hoping for rather than what they've currently had which is not a lot i think there needs to be and hopefully i'm understanding um and expounding on your point correctly um i think there does need to be like a tailored product for each region right like if this is a you know if if europe needs to be traded a certain way whether that be regional masters level events where you know there's a french community and they compete within themselves and they seed into a big tournament for europe right like i think a lot of this to like (laughs) some like former league of legends fans back in the day sounds a lot like ah yes we give europe a best of twos because they play football and wear ties you know it it sounds a little woohoo uh a la riot but i think it's probably for the best if you have people in charge that like know what that community needs, what this, this developmental space like really is like asking for without, I guess asking for it. I think Korea should be treated a certain way and China should be treated a certain way and operating within those logistics. Um, I think that's the future of this. Obviously it's hard to implement, you know, immediately, but I think that's what to, to what Avril saying, I think that's what we want to see in the future is, is having these tailored products for these spaces to properly facilitate this talent pipeline. Otherwise, I think Overwatch is just in a video game. Yeah. Which is a waste right. because it was one of the true... I still, think, I still think it is, but it's one, it's yeah. one of the only... Not even esports, just games. One of the true yeah. global games out there that almost every single country plays. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, you look at some games like... Uh, call of duty it's like that that that, yeah, that might as well just be american football like who yeah. the fuck else is playing that outside of them in the uk right yep um even that yeah there's plenty of other now, games as well there's there's now an argument that more people play call of duty in europe i think a, a good example would be like fifa in 
Europe. No, I don't think too many Americans are playing FIFA, right? Sure. Um, no. Well, we're no, not playing we're not. really we're Halo playing here in Europe, for instance. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in terms of magnitude, I think there are some like very domestically sound esports events where it's like, like yeah. Valorant's still not that global. Like, there is, there is, there are Korean players and yes. Korean BCT, and there's all the Southeast Asia people. But what about Japan? Like, yes, that all exists. Mm-hmm. But those markets, like, look, go look at the PC bang numbers. What games dominate? Still, League yeah. of Legends. Yeah, Valorant pretty low on the tier list on that one. Sadly, <laughs> yep. they're not into. It. And you know what? And neither is Overwatch. To be fair, and you know what they are playing? This they're playing Sun and Attack. They're still playing their own yeah. Korean FPS games. They're not playing the the English. What well, they'd be localized Korean, but they're not playing the the Western mm-hmm. FPS games. They're playing. They're Chinese still playing Crossfire. They're not playing yep. Valorant or you know. Well, they 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 play Overwatch, but like, I don't know. They they all they all play their own mm-hmm. game that's existed forever. Instead, is my point. So, yep. um, anyway, I th- really quick, I think what Europe needs to overcome is like Americans have a pretty good from traditional sports a pretty good system in terms of collegiate right yes right that you can and we are starting to see imported into overwatch yes there's the only equivalent we have in europe in terms of that are sports team academies and we're far away far away from attracting those uh to you know have video game divisions in agreed games like overwatch right so Mm -hmm. We we gotta figure out something here. Maybe we you can go to the local you know tournament organizers or whatever, and have them. Maybe you can even finagle a deal with like a, a smaller, um, like to like Take TV or whatever, and have like you know European teams uh, participate there. Or I don't know, like the. The monetization aspect of it will be very rough, and collegiate seems like a very good opportunity in NA. We unfortunately lack the equivalent yeah. here. Yeah. Well, well NA is mostly America, which is one country with many states. But Europe is just many countries, right? It's hard yeah. to... Yeah. That's why it feels page. like it's it's very regional. Like I think Riot has kind of paved that way, and it seems to be kind of successful. Where um, those, even those then, regional leagues kind of LEC, up. even then, LEC is is very much Berlin. Come to Germany, oh, you yeah. has to be based out of here. Yep. Like it's not even it's not even like a truly, you know, going around Europe kind of kind of deal. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I figured it out. And okay. Europe needs to get uh, contenders teams into Eurovision. <laughs> That's the one thing that the entirety of Europe cares about. It is lost on me every time Eurovision comes around. They need to literally not have contenders exist in Europe anymore <laughs> and have that completely replaced by only national competition within the yes. best national teams play in some sort of playoff. Yeah, it, it so. would be contenders in name, but completely reworked. Everything is just separated and, and regionalified and filter like up literally, into one big term. Literally copy EU Masters. Yeah, like in a way. Straight up. Yep. Maybe even okay. starting with like smaller... Yeah. Regardless. The problem is like, I feel like that doesn't really... It, it isn't as close as to how people compete in video games in Europe. I feel like there's a lot of like, you know, 
outside of your country borders friendships and like social interactions where, yeah right like mm -hmm. you're established like i played world of warcraft with finnish people austrian portuguese swedish finnish like you just play games with europeans because everyone has yeah. a, you know that sort of desire but here's so, the thing yeah well then you can maybe then you'd have to look at well that's what that's the difference between the lec and eu masters is lec is when now all the cross-European nations come together to have all these mixed teams. Mm -hmm. But at the base level, at the real grassroots level, to how do you get people in? The easiest step is to do it like super domestically. Where like, yeah. what is the what is my first step as a aspirational player from Germany? I will play in the German league or the German domestic system, and then if when I make it to the top. I will be scouted for the LEC and join some LEC mixed team, right? But yep. if you go mix straight away, I feel like it's just a clusterfuck. Like, like mm -hmm. there's just no direction. It's probably Where's harder it to like monetize too, right? Like, I feel like it'd probably be easier if like I had like Spanish sponsorships well, the, and German sponsorships. The thing is, like, you look at you look at um, the individual leagues in those countries. I know the mm -hmm. fr the French one does super French well. Bangs. They, they have their own. You know, they all have their own broadcast, their own like domestic talent. Yeah casting in their languages yep. their own sponsors and it pounds it's, it's like so good you know that's exactly mm -hmm. what it needs yep. um but yeah gotta what start I know? i'm not i'm not even european I don't <laughs> know we've seen it be successful i hope that uh tier two gets a not a revision but you know tweaking based on the regions i think that's i think what we all pretty much agree on moving on to the Overwatch League. Yes. Everyone is asking, oh, where's the Atlanta drama? What, what about the whole Gator thing? NFTs, Lel? Lel? Um, here's the thing. Probably not going to go deep into anything like that on today's show. I know that's disappointing because uh, it's, it's the current drama and we should be capitalizing on the current drama. But it's also starting to fade and I think for the sake of the teams, they would also like it if people stopped pouring gasoline on the fire when yeah. mm -hmm. both teams, both teams management has now pretty much come out and said, Hey, you know, here's what happened from our POV. It's no hard feelings. We're ready to move yeah. on. Yeah. So, and, and beyond that as well, I think there's just been, it, the, the whole thing's been kind of taking a life of its own now and just growing into this gigantic mm -hmm. forest fire. Um and yeah, I think it's time to start dowsing those flames that are adding to them. Yeah. So I'm definitely advocating for compassion in in terms of like the surrounding circumstances of that situation, and I think we should probably just leave it be, you know. And because mm -hmm. it started pretty, it started pretty funny, ha ha banter, and now it's just like people are taking it too far. We got to slow the fuck down a little bit, guys, and just. You know, for sure. Let people do their jobs. Mm -hmm. You may not agree with it. You may not agree with some of the statements. You might not like some of the people, but come on, we remember to be human beings as we uh, yep. as we'll slowly move away. I think I think there's a level where the drama is fun, and then then and then there's now we've gone now now the whole thing's just taken too far, and it, it needs yeah. to it needs to die down a little bit. Yep. Because, like, what are we doing now? You know, what's yeah? 
what are we really talking the, about? What's the end game now? Like, you know, I feel, I feel like, I feel like the witch hunting and the the fucking mob pitchforks need to pipe down slightly because it's like it's getting out of hand. Like, what's yeah. your fucking goal? Like, what are we trying to do here? Just what if know? we replace like the pitchforks with like party poppers and like mm-hmm. kazoo's and we champion how fucking Jake got bodied in the neutral by Hunter in the Pick'em show because that man came with the motherfucking heat. Anybody see that? And that's he, the thing. Like, I, I think um, the banter between the orgs and banter between the yes. players is, is all fine. It's it's yeah. when it gets to the, the hands of the fans yes, and agreed. they like to take it too fucking far yeah. and start sending bullshit DMs and death threats and all, all kinds of other 100%. nasty stuff. It's like, you're not part of the banter. The banter, the banter was between the players. You're, you mm. weren't involved. You're a yeah. third party. Yeah. Stop trying to insert, stop inserting yourself. Come on. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. grow up. Our social indies. Yep. 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 Not good. Don't do that. Don't slide in anybody's mentions. Just say it among your friends and like have a laugh. And we're not to have an opinion, it. but like yeah. Yeah. once you're at the stage of harassing people, stop. Yeah. Stop and ask yourself what you're doing. Yep. Um, okay. The gay to harass people. No, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Mm. No, he really did not. Yeah. No, and Hardy can come out and 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 say if he. I don't think Hardy feel. I think Hardy is feels pretty great right now. So I don't think uh, he's having any bad <laughs> feelings should. about any of it. You definitely should. So you should. Let's recap in a. And I'm not just talking about the drama. No. 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 I prepared what some hot takes for you guys today. Alrighty. You you have hot takes. Okay. You already this know. Is... We talked about it yesterday. Yeah, if this is what we talked about yesterday, then um, this is some more astrology, folks. I think uh, the Capricorn, Sagittarius, you know, A-stars oh, and you, uh, some Powerade. How, I don't know, folks. How how, how often can you say this and how often can you be wrong until you realize that there's something more to the universe? I it's 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 comical to me that somehow you and I have swapped hats where I was the tea leaf raider and the orb predictor and now somehow you have bought into like my bullshit and now right. I am like the I I don't know I about see it. I don't know about you. You seem to always like say that based on the feelings that you had and like the strategic like <laughs> You know how how they fold into one another. I'm just straight up using it as a metaphor for my straight up leaks that nobody seems to get. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't frame them necessarily well, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I think I think some of the, some of the content you know recently has been uh, very, you know, ironclad. Let's say. Um. And and people haven't necessarily picked up on what you're putting down. I think you are like a level above sometimes. So look, I'm I'm a, I'm a it's lo- not always easy. I'm a walking ARG. What can I say? Like, <laughs> is this- in some ways, yeah, I'm you're sure, not wrong. I think I'm not following properly. I think we need to be a little, be a little bit more direct about what we're talking about here because I'm starting to get confused now about what right. the hell you guys are talking about. Right. So you you wanna you want me to I guess we should yeah, start if, if you want the space to gloat about right. the ATL London prediction please do yes right. he got it right he's insufferable oh you just got the uh, ATL London prediction right yes 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 okay I don't know if I he got, got the score one. right but no I had yeah. three one London. can I actually be real about it okay we'll recap that series first because we just talked about yeah I say talked about we glanced over the drama uh, the ATL London drama we might as well talk about the actual game that it all came from. 
I I think Atlanta did themselves no favors in this match whatsoever because it was clear that they had, they did not practice Ryan Brawl at all. Agreed. This yeah. Entire year, Gator came out and said as much. He's like, probably haven't scrimmed this in two months. No, I don't think you have. It. it you look like you have not scrimmed this in two months. Yeah. And I don't think Gator's fucking played a scrim in nearly two months. Or maybe he has played a little bit, but he's Hawk is clearly the starter on the team. Yeah. I watch Atlanta scrims. Didn't see Gator a single time. Right. Um. I'm very surprised they would even bring him out. So, uh, okay, part of me is not surprised in the in the Winston department. Clearly, he's a main sure. tank player. He would play the Winston over Hawk. Mm. Uh, ideally, Hawk just learns to play Winston. And he becomes the main tank player, or, or whoever you know. If it's whether it's Gator mm. or Hawk, somebody just becomes your tank player, and then you go ahead and do that because I think we're slowly starting to see that teams that favor just like here is our one tank and he's going to do it all. Yeah. They're the teams that all find success. Teams like Florida who have someone that just like does it all uh and then teams that are forced to be in that position like soul who have smurf that can currently just do it all mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of what you need and and i would even say kaluge as well is currently doing it all because i didn't i didn't expect him to ever be a top winston player but he's actually kind of pounding on that yeah um and then he still has all this off tank hero pool as well no idea if he plays ryan at all probably will never see him play ryan because he's not going to have to until the meta changes mm. uh, and shock will probably pray that it never does although super's or back on the market now so who knows Sure, uh, it has. possible. So, anyway, back to the point. Atlanta did themselves no favors here. They actually yeah, no. opted into the Ryan Rush. And here's what I respect. I respect the memes. I respect that Gator called out Harding and says, let's, let's go into the honorable Ryan deal. I respect that. I respect that they mostly stuck to their words as well, outside of that Winston swap. They mostly stuck to the guns and actually played out the Ryan deal over the course of 1.5 maps. But... That is such a foolhardy, hardy. It's such a foolhardy like kind of move to make from Gator in the rain. It's not just Gator because the rain coaches have to okay that as well and actually sub him in and say play this or, or mm-hmm. just do it. Um, and they they, they up the other four, the other four players by the way have to like play around that and you know enable that pick to work. Yeah. So the fact that they opted into this versus a team that only plays this composition really knows this composition in and out and how to play it. And you have a team that hasn't even practiced it. Yeah. Of course Atlanta are going to lose in that mirror matchup. But and I don't know what people say. Like, oh, but, you know, it's Gator Ryan. He played this last year. Shouldn't Atlanta know how to play this? They were one of the best teams at this last year. Yeah. When they still have Eris and Massa and Pelican, mm-hmm. the team's fundamentally changed so many in, in many positions. Also Just because different. Gator and Kai are still there and they, know how to, they, they may know how to do it, doesn't mean the rest of the team is on the same page because... You still need a shitload of coordination to make those to win those mirrors. And mm. London are far more practiced. Like I'm sure Atlanta give them another month if they only spammed Ryan Brawl and nothing else. I'm sure they'd be as good. You know, co- copium maybe they'd be as good or better. Sure. But for now, when they have zero practice on it, there's no expectation that they would ever win that matchup versus yeah. Rain versus London. So it just seems stupid to me that they would even try. Uh, I I don't I think Atlanta shot themselves in the foot. Oh, without a doubt. Like this is one of those bizarre very rare blue moon instances where instead of talking about how lower teams are chasing you know top tier teams in terms of the meta and trying to mirror and trying to you know catch up to them we have a team who's by all margins the better team punching down in a mirror and losing uh i i I don't think they did themselves favor in that aspect agreed there 
Um, however, I will say that I think Atlanta's macro, specifically on push, is kind of ass. If I'm gonna be honest. I mean, uh, yes, it's kind of ass, but London is also kind of good, dude. Oh, but that's what I'm saying. Like the difference in terms of like how London like ran them over. I shouldn't say ran them over. That's that's a little bit too far. But like played those maps like very differently to Atlanta. Um, I think shows a lot in terms of like where teams are at um, with this new game mode. And that felt like uh, one of the big takeaways for me. Like I agree uh, the Ryan stuff probably shouldn't have happened. Um, but everything past that uh, kind of seemed like Atlanta was just everything seemed to align right for for London here. It's push week. They're very good at push control. Maybe this goes Atlanta's way. It still was a tight match. It was a great match. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. Um, some some pretty pretty decent Overwatch, I'd say. All things considered. My thing is, I don't know how much of a throw it was. To I think it's bad to opt into the Rhine mirror, even though I will say, yes, there there were probably they probably had a bunch a, a bit of um, practice in terms of the Rhine mirror situation. I think there's the the way this week has developed makes me feel like uh, London has scrimmed against Lon- uh, gladiators. Okay, and therefore they probably have the Rhine. Now here's my inflammatory statement that. Uh, Ever was about to pop off on. I don't think that that was their second best choice. I think the Winston comps are their best choice. Everything else gets banged out. Yeah, they can't play Zarya into this. They can't play Doom into this. They were kind of in a bad matchup situation, and they probably didn't catch up quickly enough uh, on the meta. And I think like Doom teams are just like in some deep shit at the moment. You can play Doom into it, but it, it's map dependent. Do. Yes, you can. It's map dependent. Mm, Houston nice. rolled them on Doom. Houston London played rolled them on poorly. Doom. London absolutely did not play well. I don't. I don't think. I'll say and this. the Doom comp forces. The Doom comp has a lot of forced errors it puts on to the Ryan team. Agreed. And and it's it's the reason why. It's it's map dependent because they had the if you notice Houston had the double control week, Atlanta had the double push week. The pushes the push the, yes, having the, the double push is so much better for the Ryan team. Mm-hmm. Sure. So much better for the Ryan team. Mm-hmm. Don't don't disagree there. Yeah. Um. I think just matchup wise, I don't think it's like hard either, like a hard swing either way. Like I think if anything, I think the Ryan comp is a little bit more favored. It feels like a six four personally. It really um, isn't. Not based on my experience yeah. from talking to coaches, the the Doom Comp is favored. I would say the Doom Comp at minimum is six four, if not seven three. I think Gladiators but again, farms Doom's teams this weekend yeah. on push maps at least. The problem is this is a double control. Well, push maps. Yes, no. I don't. I mean, you I look at hybrid. I mean, you say this, but if we had any less of a stupid uh, competitive system where we're like doubling our push weeks one week and then during kickoff clash we don't. Like if this was double push, uh, double push tournament, gladiators are the favorite to win what, this. What are we playing for the tournament? By the way, is it push? I or think it's control? double control. I, no I believe it's, it's what say. It's double control. It's double control. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, well, then Ryan's going to be useless. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, we will that's, see, that's a little bit of so the problem. So here's, here's, here's the problem. What if London made kickoff clash? Would they be screwed? 
Well, like the the rule set just screws them. It's like, oh, sorry, no more double push. I think there's a possibility where is that's that true. Yeah. No. That's, I don't think that's, it's a. I don't think screwed is the word I would use. No, yeah, no but, like, but gimped. Yeah. No, I th- sure. Yeah. I would think they would be severely disadvantaged because. Yes. There, there. Here's here's a factual statement about the game of Overwatch. Certain compositions are much better yes. on certain game modes and certain maps. I don't think anybody's and so that. if you and if you are so that so you agree they're screwed then because if nope, you are a Ryan team then you are screwed if you don't have enough push. You are a disadvantage. Yes. I don't think well, that, you're that to me is the same as screwed. being screwed. I think that to me is the same as being screwed. So suppose I guess I'm, that's the position I'm coming from. Yeah, I don't think. Con- I think there are certain control maps, like obviously so every one out of three map. on every yes. on every control map. I don't think control it's simply nice. One of three, yes, you are no. you're favored. I don't think that's night market. No, <laughs> like How, did we did we ignore last year where everybody was just playing rush on that? Like obviously that's that's cherry picking. That's different. Like rush, and, then, and then what happened when they went up against APAC on that? Pretty yikes. Yeah, I don't think that it's that bad. I I'm more. Ryan leaning personally. Look, if you if you get bailed also, out because the other team mirrors you, then you're never going to get punished. Obviously, so obviously, sure. NA never got punished last year playing against domestic competition because every 100%. team bailed you out for being for playing a bad comp. But it's like if I choose to play a junkrat, but then the other team also plays a true junkrat. We're both fucking failing, but the other team has bailed me out because they're matching me. Yep. Right. So yeah, you know, we have. I'll say this: we have one case study where I believe that London kind of threw and played. Very, very poorly. Since then, we really haven't seen that much Doom. So, like, it's tough to, like, argue either way, in my opinion, because it comes down to, like, your opinion. I still, opinion think, we're seeing much doom. My... I still no, think we're not seeing that much Doom. I'm not saying Doom is insane. This man in Doom is the sure. maddest. I think Doom is, is... Right now, he's fallen so far down from me. He might as well be equal in yeah. Ryan's effectiveness in this meta overall. Because mm-hmm. Zarya and Winston are king, currently. They're, they're right at the top of the game. Agreed. So, um, and especially with double control winston is even better because i would say the the obvious choices for push are either ryan or zarya currently mm. and less so winston so the winston based teams like shock are going to have a much better time in double double control um i would agree i probably feel- teams like glides as well because they want to be playing ryan more in space mm. so i feel like if you are a team that has the capacity to switch between Ryan comps, Winston comps, and Zarya comps, and you have a strong soldier player, you are banging Zarya teams every time. That That's one I'm still unsure on. I don't know how that necessarily falls out, because I don't think we've seen like a good Zarya team. With the exception of teams that then themselves can switch to... Uh, main time comps. And I think that's a big issue that, for instance, Dallas might be facing. It's a big issue that, um, like, what what other team? Uh, probably Toronto is facing. Um, basically, sure. all the teams that just have, like, a very hard still difference between, like, their main tank and their off tank player pool. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like, having someone, someone like someone, or having someone like Reiner. Sure in there is being super meta agnostic and you can actually play around that shit heavily now has Rhino played Zarya yet no they are very much like a dive brawl-esque team and I'm still okay. like very hesitant to like judge gladiators brawl 
Right. Yeah. Like they have they have not picked up Zarya, and I don't expect them to. Come out and say. I think that after Yusuke says it, I have to put us back on track. Right. Um, it's unfortunately also going a little bit into Preds, but um, I think like the reason why London won this is A, they had double push. Um, what they just realized is you cannot, like, as your soldier rotates, sometimes with your Lucio, actually mostly, and you communicate where the opponent is, you have no way to push Ryan off the objective in any meaningful way or to to punish him in, in any meaningful way. He, he will get away or he will survive that. And then your soldier has to win a pretty unwinnable duel, right? And yeah. what we saw was, and I think that's that's more so the frustration that we saw out of Kai, is that they didn't understand the rotational game that uh, London was pulling on them. Like, sometimes they, 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 it was just a calm difference in terms of how you play that situation. Like, sometimes Sparker would just, like, appear behind Kai and just get him. And then sometimes, uh, like, they would call that you don't so- see the soldier. So then Kai is naturally on a flank. So Admiral and, um, and Sparker would go searching for Kai and would bang him there. I think, like... If you give me a moment, moment I can look at the Ch- Champria stats. It feels like the situation was like super often. Um, yes, Sparka was able to get like first kills uh, on Kai, mm-hmm. and then it's just over. It's not. I I don't think he was uh, Kai was necessarily like annoyed at the outcome of the match, but because he felt like there was something either that they didn't understand about the situation and him being frustrated with the. First kills for yeah, okay. So I'm looking at it. Sparky is at uh, f- eight first kill difference. That's pretty exceptional. Eight is that's nuts. That isn't the that's net. a difference. Yes, that's between first deaths and first kills. Yeah. So Kai was also at plus five, but that's despite getting banked. So definitely, like Kai was still pulling his weight. Like I don't think he should be frustrated about his performance his on performance. that day. It's more that. This must feel frustrating, especially because Push was the finisher, to have been in the situation where, like, he must have felt like his position at least, how they played the soldier, probably lost them that match. And it's not necessarily that I'm saying like he was the worst soldier. No. It's that the way Atlanta understood rotation rotations there was the issue. But I can understand how that's frustrating for a player who feels like I should be out mechanically mm. skilling uh, my opponent. Mm. Agreed, agreed. And that's part of that's part of the, the trap of wanting to mirror London as well, because they their understanding of how to play that mirror and also how to get the most out of individuals like Spark and their mirror is just so much higher than Atlanta's. So back in the trap they go. Uh that being said, uh you know we'll talk more about Lanta when we get to the Preds because they also did get wiped by Glads, which didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. A couple of the other games, maybe to highlight here. Uh, I, I think it was probably worth highlighting the Paris Houston game because that was unbelievably close. <sighs> yeah. A reverse sweep for Houston that probably should not have been that difficult of a win for Houston. And yeah. yet here we are. Yeah, this is um another one of those maps matches rather that i think um i'm gonna uh, use borrow steal 
even uh, a term from somebody in our you know members group uh, i believe fire element um coin this as as a respec game and i'm going to uh, use that in a lot of these discussions um it felt like houston tried to respec and uh it was pretty fucking bad if i'm gonna be completely honest uh going two games going to game five with paris um a team who has been like bouncing back and forth between like different styles and somebody who obviously has not had like the greatest stage ever has looked pretty rough around the edges has bounced back in some form but this this shouldn't really be going all that close this kind of felt like a gimme and it they quite nearly lost it i i don't really care or judge or we should have lost it I, I, that, yeah I, I, I almost look at this game like man paris could have even won this game maybe should have mm-hmm. won this game but in a lot I, of ways. I see both i see both i see both perspectives of like houston obviously should be winning this game but also paris yep. went to up and just couldn't close out so i don't know agreed yeah i i, I mean i think that the Meta on Coliseo, at least, does feel a lot more Zarya-based. That makes sense, okay? If you feel like that's your only... If that's the Piggy map, okay, we we put Piggy in, that's great. But then you look at Ike and how successful Houston has been running the Doom on Ike. Like, yeah, we can talk about how bad Doom is, but if that's your best look, like, why not just play that? You're just and running Doom did, but... into Reaper Zarya and, and, and getting owned, though, if you do that on Ike. But it's Paris. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get the win. I don't know if it's, I, it's hard to judge this game. All I can say is I did not really care for the Zarya, and I don't think that bodes well for Houston coming into kickoff. It's way more meta though. I think this is this is the problem I have with Houston. Is that they they are trapped in this meta because they started out as one of the predominant Doom teams at Solanta. Mm-hmm. Now both our Doom teams are failing mm-hmm. for good reason because Doom is being shoved out of the meta. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know Zarya, Winston, the King. And what, what what can Piggy do? He's an off tank player. Yeah. Of course, he has to then come in and play Zarya. But to be fair, Dallas have proven that you can one trick Zarya. So Houston are fucking trying. They really are trying to do that. Uh, I'm not uh, saying they're not trying. I'm just saying that what we, they've shown thus far ain't very good. And like, yes, if you're respecting this late, awesome. But like, when do you I respect them? <laughs> you it, can't wait until the. Tournament. Of course, one hundred percent. Like, you can't just wait. If they come in with the doom, they probably like. I'd be more, you know, open to giving them some added maps, but as it stands right now, like I don't have them going very far. Spoiler. Like, Do you know what? I don't think Houston should have won New Queen Street because I think that's one of Doom's worst maps so far. Yeah. I think Doom has been sure. Doom's win rate on New Queen Street is fucking shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and somehow Houston still pulled out with Dante Doom when they shouldn't have. That should have been a game. Actually, that says a lot about Houston's mentality in terms of we should be playing Piggy Zari here, but mm-hmm. I think we need Dante, even if that means we're playing a worse comp. Yes. Now, maybe I'm reading into it too much, and, and Jake's sitting there thinking that's not what it is at all, and maybe <laughs> probably be right in thinking that, but my perspective, objectively, from the outside, knowing nothing about how Houston are doing this internally, mm-hmm. I have to ask why they wouldn't just play the quote-unquote better composition here that they should know is a better composition, yep. um, and but instead they're forcing Dante on Doom here, and if I read into that situation deeply, it says to me that there's, there's they, just, they want to have Dante playing if possible, mm-hmm. even at the cost of playing a worse comp. And I think, like, there are, to to go back to the map-specific stuff, I agree there. Like, there are map-specific things that, like, you're going to see Piggy on um, in the future going into playoffs. I think predominantly their best look is to play this Doom. And I think, like you're saying, I think the coaching staff knows as much. Um, and that does limit them in some ways. Losing. But, yeah, it's, that's just, 
it sucks to say that because I know that I don't put it past any coach to try to like get ahead of the meta, but it's at this point, enough teams have put in enough time that like, you're really not going to catch up. So like, what can you do to try to throw? Uh, I don't know that you can't catch up. I don't know that you can't catch up though, because it's tough. You it's need tough to, you need to, you need to play this piggy's area and master it as much as you can. Like Dallas sure. have. Right, they have the blueprint. They have the burn blueprint. But yeah. they've been starting since to... like week two. Yeah, and they pivoted so nicely and so quickly. It's, it was yeah. really smart by them. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a linear. It's not like a linear thing where like no, I have to grind the same wolves that only give me twenty XP per wolf <laughs> because the blueprint has been written and can be looked at and copied. Sure, Houston can Houston can shortcut their way a lot quicker than how Dallas. Could. I'm not saying that Houston will just instantly get there. What I'm no, saying is like when, when something exists. A lot of the guesswork is taken out, and you can just mm-hmm. be like, "Well, what the fuck did they do?" Done. Yeah, and then it's just up to you to execute. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's a very fair and valid argument. Um, I still think that like minimizes any kind of improvement those blueprint creating teams mm-hmm. can do um, to refine and like really get things down, or maybe even to innovate in some ways. Um, it's it, it feels like a, a rat race where Houston is right now because, like you said, it's a it's a lose lose and like. It sucks for them because it it just kind of is a gamble. It's like, we came out, we tried our best, like, just slow to the meta. I don't think it's a hard lose-lose. I think it's a lose. I think there's a lose more and a lose less, if that makes sense. Sure, yeah. One of the the losers is is more lose, and that's the doom. So if you got to pick between lose more and lose less, you got to lose less. And the lose less is the Zarya. So I think think theoretically, I agree. I think performance-wise, I think it's flipped, personally. I think the problem is that um, it's not necessarily like the blueprint of figuring out the composition, how the composition is played. And I think they're probably their best bet is probably the Zarya and just p- sticking Piggy on that and just like trying to one trick that through. But like, they, you can't currently practice a new hero. Like, you can't tell say to Piggy like grind Winston, please, until sure. you like proficient at it, right? Mm. That's the is the, he, the is problem. He Zarya? Does he not play Zarya in his career? I don't get it. No, no, that that he can do. You can't just can't have the flexibility of also having uh, main tank heroes there. I never were gonna have that flexibility. Sorry, I never were. We, yeah, n- never. Houston were never gonna have a Winston player on this team. Mm-hmm. That's just a reality. Well, then uh, I'm sorry, but they, they can't to... be a top team in uh, North America. No, I think we all agree they can't be a top team yeah. in North America. I think no, we all agree. Things, it, it, yeah. The only people that disagree are, are the one match Andes after they beat yeah. Dallas. <laughs> right. Yeah, they are the only ones who who like kind of said, "But we beat Dallas on day one. What's happening to our team? What's happening is you 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 can only one trick met is is what's happening, guys." Yeah. Um, can I explain it in a, in a way for the audience that maybe it'll make a little bit more sense? It feels like Houston got out really early with like a, a fast deck, and then. Dallas just outscaled them, right? Like they they were early to the, the meta. They they were the control team, right? The blue deck, if you want to call it that, and just fucking blue outscaled them. To, blue like, tech has twenty mana and is outscaled. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Like that's what it feels like, right? Like it's Houston coming out early with the Doomfist. They're going fast. They're being aggressive. Dallas is like, whoa! I thought we were the aggressive team, and look where we end up in playoffs, right? Like Houston got here off of a ticket. Great, awesome, but like you're getting outpaced here, bud. You know what's funny about this this analogy you're giving? 
Is Houston is that green deck that uh, to be actually to be fair, green decks like to ramp up as well. Now they're like yes. a, they're like a rush style green deck. Yeah. Whereas 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 I think uh, like red Dallas green. very much is like a control blue, like a, yeah. a pure, you know, classical blue control. Yeah. Well, the non magic players have no idea what we're talking about. Um, and we're back, still on the same episode, but uh, Yeska blue screen. So you know, check the one off your bingo list if you have one. Yes, look, if you want to go to the bathroom, just ask me next time. You don't have to, you know, we, we don't have to turn PC the computer off in the stream game. or anything like that. So. No, I peed yeah. into the computer, um, of course. Oh, yeah, nice. you just couldn't hold it anymore. You're like, you know what? It's right here. Uh, heard I need some water cooling anyway. Let's get it done. So I, dub, dub. I, I think the dub. last thing I was going to say, <laughs> I think the last thing we're going to talk about is how, where we stand with Paris now, because I feel like, this is the game. Well, not just this one, but now you start to see what really integrate with the team. Um, this is a, a pretty damn good result for, Far- for excuse me, Paris. They didn't win, but I mean, being this competitive, being two zero up, is great signs moving forward. And I think if you're a Paris fan, you're probably pretty reasonably happy with this result, right? I would say so. I think that this is a team on the mend. Um, I think they started rightfully so, and giving them a little bit of grace with the logistics of integrating a new player and whatnot. Um, looked a little rough around the edges, but you know, ending the stage, I think, in a competitive state that you should still be kind of counting, maybe not counting on them, but you know, putting them within the mix of teams, you know, coming into midseason that that could be competitive, right? Maybe not making top eight, but still, maybe you know, running teams close like they did Houston. Um, as much as I think that's more of a stylistic thing, um, yeah, Paris seems to be. Trending in the right direction, which I'm, you know, happy, happy to see. Everything looks better than it started, let's say. And hoping they'll get a better meta for next stage as well, because mm. I don't think this meta was poor for them, but they get a bit of a reset now. They can just start mm-hmm. thinking about the next patch. Yep. Um, I don't even, when do they next play? By the time they next play, they'll be on the latest patch, and the next beta phase won't have started yet, actually. So. They don't have to think about too much more. They already know what the next patch is, so they should be using this position to start getting ahead as far as that goes. Yep. Agreed. Maybe if they can't necessarily... They should be able to get ahead, but there are also, like, five other teams that can also do as much. Um, I, I still am using Paris as kind of a case study of, like, low-budget teams and, and like, very stylistic play styles. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I did like what London showed this this stage as much as it didn't get them into top eight. Um, I, I think for what they're doing with what they have, I think it's kind of the smart move. So hopefully Paris does something similar. They got New York. They got New York first week coming yeah. back. Pretty winnable game. All things considered. Yeah, should be. They got Boston, pretty winnable game. London, mm-hmm. pretty winnable game. Toronto, pretty winnable game. So first four games of their entire next stage. And they got Atlanta and who else should be more and more than that. Uh, oh yeah, the, sorry, they're glads. Their first game is not New York, it's actually glads. Okay, that one's slightly less winnable, but the rest of them pretty winnable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, was there any other game of last week that we felt was pretty important to go over? Or just even at a more macro level? So... I think, uh, just giving some kudos, maybe a little bit to Florida again. Okay. Yeah. Just celebrating like this team that I think has been you know severely underrated. Um, coming into the season, somehow still underrated in mid-season. 
Um, I'll still go to bat for them and say that they should have beat Houston in week two. Um, and now you get to see them, you know, thwallop. That's not a word, but we, I made it up. Why don't we actually just go over with Glad's uh, very briefly as well? Okay. Because they are one of the, they should be one of the favorites heading to the tournament. Agreed. They did overcome their sort of map five reverse sweep Mimi phase of week three and two. Uh, and they they beat their last two opponents. Now, do you have to consider those two opponents are much weaker than Dallas and Shock? Mm-hmm. You had London, you had Atlanta, Atlanta who seemed very shaken up, uh, and Glad's who even took advantage of that London win uh, against yeah. Atlanta by seeing like, okay, well London did this, and maybe we could even pull that out versus Atlanta. They don't seem like they know how to fight against this at all. So if Ryan even pulled out some Ryan. So how do we feel about gladiators? Are we convinced? Are we not convinced in terms of the shakiness, in terms of like the whole reverse sweeping thing? Because, you know, you could argue like, oh yeah, but they, they, you know, they won now. We're not reverse sweeping anymore. But at the same time, easier competition. Maybe, you know, sometimes that's good for your confidence. Like glads, they seem like a young team that need a bit of confidence. Some definitely have veterans on that team, but also some young talent that, Mm -hmm. you know, need a bit of a confidence boost. So agreed on all fronts. Um, I do think confidence is a is a factor you have to judge. Um, I don't know that I'm 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 less down on them, but I'm still like very shaky. Um, I don't I don't think that London game was great form from them. Obviously, still put them away three one. Um, but that felt like a lot of times it was like just barely being able to get over the line from like a big play from somebody, and I. I think that's important to judge because gladiators has always had that potential to like, just like come out with a big play. We know Kevster is good for it. We know Ans is good for it. Patty has his moments, but for the most part, kind of a, yeah. Um, the support lines, you know, bulletproof for the most part, like this is a team that can get it over the line. And I think we saw that there where I think they showed up on the day a little bit low in form, but with that kind of like superstar potential, they, they, they make some plays and they get it done. Uh, the Glads Atlanta matchup for me was very weird. Everything orbiting the the sudden brawl adaptation felt very. Oh, this team's very bad at it, so we're gonna play it. But we don't necessarily think it's great. Um, yes, and maybe I'm wrong in that. You know, with well, I think with that's accurate. it might be. I don't know. I'm st- like. I'm still like on the fence on where I sit with it. I was very much in that camp, but something I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. Um, if they do have a second look, I think it is useful, but I don't know how useful um, all things considered. I think they should be within the top teams of NA, but favorite for me might be, I guess it's true, but I don't know. This feels cut and dry to me personally. I think it's genius they showed the Ryan because it, it kind of proves to other teams that they can play mm-hmm. this if they want to. Now, I don't think Ryan will come out necessarily, but it just adds an extra like layer to the team that other teams have to consider it of now, uh, you know, even at a psychological level. So I, I think right. that's good. I think it's like now when you play against them on a new Queen Street or Coliseo or any push map, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be like, well, Ryan, I could just go Ryan. So yeah. do we want to be a one-trick Zarya team on this? And for some teams, they can't help it because Piggy's yeah. going to have to just play. But other teams are like, Oh, we got to be considerate, you know. You know, they if we play Zarya and they just go Ryan, we might have a negative matchup. So, am I the, those kind of mind games do come into play now? Oh, I, I mean, I think it's I 
and maybe this is part of my question, is it past mind games and more strategic where it's like, if we roll out Circuit Royal, it's like, what what does Glads play? Like, we know they're great for, you know, the sniper we can put ons in. That's great. But he can also play the soldier. So, like, are they doing some rush stuff? Like, how do we defend this? Like, what are we what kind of composition are we trying to, like, set up on defense? Because Glads can show us two very different looks. I think Circuit Royale is definitely probably not a good example, but more so looking towards, like, the more Rhine-favored type maps, like both the pushes. Um, and, I don't know, maybe something flat like Midtown. But Escort okay. maps are typically awful for Rhine comps. If you play Rhine comps on Escort maps, you're having a bad time. That's why I think Circuit Royale's the the interesting outlier, because we have seen quite a bit of Rush. Only on a, It's only effective on A. Sure, but on B, you still have to... I don't disagree there, but like you still have to defend against that. So like, how do you defend it? I, it's a conundrum. I think these teams are going to have to approach. You, with just, you just be a B team. You be a B team, and you win. <laughs> you you succeed on both sure. attack and defense on B. That's a legitimate yeah. strategy. Sure. If I was head yeah. coach. I I and that was my, that was my out. I don't care about scorelines. I don't care about full holding a team. I care about winning the map. Mm-hmm. What is my way of winning the map? If it is on B, it's on B. That's how it is. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't I don't care about like oh they. they they suck on eight. Who still on the map? Don't oh, care. Okay. Had sex. Yeah. Still on the map. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm. I'm. I. I don't think this is like. Oh, we are now a Ryan team. It's more like we'll oh, play no. it because we know Ryan suck it playing against this, sure. and we'll abuse them for now while also showing other teams that we can play this. Okay. Um. Because here's the other thing: if you, there are two strategy here, you are either to show a new composition. You are either like. Generally speaking, you don't want to show new comps right before a tournament. You'd rather save that card because you want to you want to throw it out in an important game as a, as a trump card, as like an ace in the hole. You don't want to show everyone you can play right. So the fact that they're showing it this early for a game that is like they could probably just beat Rain just playing their standard comps mm-hmm. means they want to show it, and I think it's smart that they want to show it. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm very suspect of the hiding strats argument. I don't I don't know Why? if Overwatch is a game that we can hide our strats. Yes, you can. I don't know. What do you mean? Don't, you don't think can. we've I seen trust. some some hide. any oh, kind of evidence to support that? But... About... What do you mean? What what? What can you the name whole... me five games where you think the team has hidden their strats? Um, I don't know about five, but you can definitely have like the the Gladiators Shore Force sniping strat that you okay, can't really do anymore. Sure. That's fair. Um, but I was not really talking about strats. I was talking about compositions and just what your team can play and what your team's identity is. Because if you formulate your team's identity around, we are Ryan. We sorry, we are a Winston team. Right, but wouldn't that be occasional space? The opposite then, signal. where you're showing your hand and so it's looking, saying, "Look, look, like we have these cards to play. Like you better approach us with a little I bit more." Said that. I literally said that. That's my point. That's why I'm saying it's smart that they showed their hand. Okay, then I misunderstood. Um, I will say it's pretty pretty hard in the Overwatch League to keep a secret, man. Agreed. Especially now that nobody has a, a contenders team anymore, that you can specifically practice them only in house and only against them. Mm-hmm. What's well, a thing like a tr- here? Yeah. You think it was a thing here? Hmm. A what now? You think it was a thing against Atlanta Glad no, or no, just no. in general? Just in general. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Say that again. You think what now? The walls are thin. I think people, uh, teams talk, players talk. 
info gets around. Yeah. It's unfortunately the case. And I think very cool. often, like, I mean, teams... Like, for instance, do you remember when we talked about the Shanghai read? In... Was it in the finals? Were they there? Gotta like, help me refresh the memory. Uh, Shanghai read on Li Zhang, I think. Season two, uh, season four finals. I'm not sure what it was. I remember us saying, like, how did they read that? I can tell you how they read that. Did they do that? (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure. I'm not, yeah, of course, like, maybe they read that and then, you know, uh, it just looks like one of those typical cases. If you Mm -hmm. talk to coaches in the Overwatch League, they will tell you, like, shit sus all the time. You just have to assume everyone knows. Hmm. It's unfortunate the, the way the things are. Yeah, I remember TPA saying like, you know, they they had specific strats that they played against a team and the team just knew exactly where to stand to counter it and yeah. where to look. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's pretty fucking sus. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my overall point is that like, you know, they are showing Ryan capability unless mm-hmm. London are fucking just just DMing everybody. It's like, hey. We played Ryan versus Glads, and they looked okay. Unless they're like, unless that's fucking happening. Like my mm, point yeah. stands. Like I mean, they are not known. Glads are not known as a Ryan team mm-hmm. at all. Never played Ryan in any official so far. Yeah, not a part of their identity. Even last year, not known to be a Ryan team. Mm-mm. Their identity no. has never been a Ryan team. So what I'm saying is the fact that they're showing it now on purpose is to make it aware that these kind of things, these kind of layers, are available for this team to mm-hmm. move into, which has a few different. Uh, you know, levels of mind games that can be applied. See, Agreed. Face is better and smarter about those, like, l- little subtle leaks than I am. Because, like, I would be like, well, although our main tag is called Reiner, how did you not assume we would play Ryan? And Face is like, nobody gets that, Yiska. We got, you got to show Reddit, it. That's what Reddit's like. I literally saw that on Reddit, by the way. That's a real comment I read on Reddit.com. <laughs> His name uh, is Reiner. I literally read that comment. Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't tell they were serious or not, but <laughs> that's the sad part. I couldn't tell. Uh, good faith reading. It wasn't serious, of course. It's, they realized so, it's from Attack on Titan. So how do you feel about Gladiators now, Yuska, moving into the tournament? I think great. They over, are they over this hump of, like, we're going to get reverse swept? Yeah. Or, or were these just easy games? Um, maybe it's both. It can be both. It, yeah. I think I'm not at all uh, concerned about their first round match. Um, I I think generally speaking, from a mental, are they playing Houston, right? Houston. Uh, from a mental standpoint, I think there are some question marks for sure. I hope they mm-hmm. could fuel up on some confidence against a team like Atlanta. I'm sure they would have liked to have fueled up with a three zero uh, against an Atlanta that doesn't look like. Hort doo against you know other teams, mm. um. So, but yeah, I think uh, the fact that they don't have double push probably hurts them. I think I still think they will be a very strong team uh, coming into this week. Um, I think given how it looks like, and based on the season record. You got to say Dallas and uh, Shock are above them. I think they're the next likely uh, yeah, to win it. Figured. Solid. So third. this is a three horse race, and, and Glad's are one of the three horses. I agree. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, without any question. 
Yeah. And with that, let's get into NA Preds. Let's actually put it on paper. All righty. Let's go. Uh, okay, let me bring those up. Um, mm, 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 I'm finagling. Let's see how I need to cut this. Okay, we're getting we're getting uh, copy strike. strike. I'm not that good. We got it. It's on screen now. Okay, so all right. I think. Jacarino versus the Washerino. Yeah. This is a Washerino for sure. Yeah. Anyone. Okay, I assume we're all going for shock, but how yes. many maps can Washington take? Zero. Mm, bro. Nah. Bro. Nah, they got one. What if what if we consider that Shock lost the map to Vancouver? I have to pull that up because I'm pretty sure they tried Zarya, no? Is Zarya on Ike versus Vancouver? Does it matter? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think it matters if they roll out with like some some goofy Zarya stuff after not playing it, like, um, Bro, and yeah, I'd love to give them a map, but all things considered, I think it's a, it's a dive mirror for three maps and it's a three, three O and a handshake. In my mind, like there's, there are very few teams where I'd say three O against Washington when you can have happy and decay playing on, uh, some of their comfort picks. I think that, uh, that DPS line by itself can always get, uh, yeah, but you're also like running up against uh, an equally as talented DPS lineup. Yeah, right? but like, like the way Overwatch Two works is like if you if you have like five sick moments and like Happy just banks out first kills, sure. It, like it's it, there's there's no force you're pushing against. You just ha- like this just happens to you. So if you if you trainer. win five fights and I win five fights, then who's won any fights? Feel like we're kind of like the thing is, it doesn't matter how good happen. proper is if like it can't. How do obviously, you, how does the other team win five fights if you won five fights? Because two win five fights in the first place, it would indicate that you are much better than the other team. Unless I mean, unless we're saying that you got lucky for five times in a row, like you flipped coins five times, yes, and it's yes. just all heads. I'm 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 not gonna lie. You say five fights so often that I heard five guys, and now I'm a little bit hungry. <laughs> I had five guys guys once, and I, then afterwards I was like, "This is so greasy." I'm like, "Yep, I'm in America." I've never had it. This is how I know I'm in America. Compared to what I'm used to, it mm. was like oily as fuck. I'm like, oh, "Bruh, this is, this is some legitimate American fast food." Anyway, no, so I'm, I'm purposely being shock, hyperbolic. So, despite shock losing a map to Van, Vancouver, we're we're pretty confident that won't happen again. Yeah, no. team like uh, I don't think so. I don't think they the need Washington to really show Justin. anything new. I think they can Washington mirror them and us. Diff them. I okay. Here's the, the same part circuitry of my brain that produced this three zero Philly situation is mm-hmm. the same part that screams shock will shit the bed in this tournament. No, bro. Okay. Now nah, they're in for a market versus, correction for sure. Not versus this team. Is no. it happen now? That, not versus here, this team. Here's, here's, here's the... Yeah, not versus this okay. team. Agreed. L- let me get into my script writer brain. Okay. Shock 
0303 out of the tournament. Oh shit, what's happening? We got the tweets. We got like not to be insensitive, but there's a boy with a little bit more free time now. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is this you talking about? It, I'm confused again. Super super has stated publicly that, you know, Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Things what, have what about super? What about super? And that's you that's think he's coming back? that's where he gets the call. Krusty's like, I can't do it without you, man. You yeah. gotta. It's like, he's saying they, they bomb and, out of the tournament yeah, okay, and they call Super. Sure, yes, and then Super says, "Well, I can't." And, and, <laughs> which is going Bro, and then, then he says, signs with Glads <laughs> for seven million dollars. No, just no, just, just give him a bag. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Like, let, let me let me look <laughs> at. Like yeah. you didn't already have it. Wait, wait. I'm, I'm, I'm solving this by looking at Sally Gnome and figuring out like how good. Let me tell you. Actually, let me tell you exactly what happened. <laughs> let me tell you one other thing. Unless he is like an actual free agent, where his contract was terminated, he should be under the retirement clause. In which case, Shock actually still owns his contract. That's a possibility. That's true. Yeah, I'm not sure if because they... if you are Shock, if you are Shock, there is no financial incentive for you to terminate the contract off a player retirement. Instead of just keeping the contract because they're retired, zero incentive. So for shock, for all intents and purposes, if they made the correct financial decisions, they still own Super's professional contract. Meaning, if Super actually does want to come back, he goes straight back to the shock, or someone has to buy him out from the shock. All I'm saying, Super. Likely. Anyway, you know how you can guarantee that you get to play Overwatch two the entire time. <laughs> Can't anyway, be a streamer, mate. Anyway. Getting in this rabbit hole is kind of yeah. pointless. So let's go to Florida Atlanta. Just calling it. It will be anyway. clipped. It will be clipped. I'll be called a genius once again. Just like last time. Yeah, Didn't if they happen. go 03, 03 and anyway. they're out, then sure. <laughs> anyway. Man, Atlanta. Do we think Atlanta are so exposed and so beaten down and so in the dumps that they can't? beat Mayhem, a team that actually did beat in the regular season so far. Uh, I believe one of the only two losses that Mayhem did suffer. Yes. I'm not incorrect about that. Yep, week one, day one, Atlanta 3-1. Ah, yes, that was the very first game they played against each other, yes. So, because here's what I know. I know all the fans have printed against Atlanta. Uh, Some of that will be biased because they just don't like Atlanta, understandable. Uh, but that's when you think you, but you, we have to kind of consider it objectively. Like, are they actually objectively worse? Here's what I think I think someone is considerably better in the tank position currently than either Hawk or Gator, mostly because he's way more flexible, but also his mechanics do match up. Now, is that enough for Mayhem to guarantee the win? I think Mayhem are on a roll. I think they're a, actually a pretty strong team right now. Mm-hmm. Players in their positions are doing well. No one's made any shitty comments about Animo because he's actually winning. True. Uh, he, did, he did fall off that King's Row, I will say. He did kind of jump off that one. Sure. <laughs> Which means that, uh, you know, our our fan base has some of the most results-based or results-biased analysis, armchair analysis possible. Yes. Which is to say that player on team losing, player on team with losing record, losing games equals bad player. Mm, Player right. now on team that's winning with a winning record equals good player. That's literally the analysis. Yep. Last no, year? No further context. Same player that probably, arguably, even had a higher potential peak last year on uh, on Ryan specifically. 
plays at 300 ping. Shit player. Why is he in Overwatch League? This year, uh, oh small God, ping. Oh my God, he's chatty and diffs people like the, the top tanks. Ah. I mean, when you come out and have interviews like he does, like he's also helping himself, let's say. Sure. To be uh, fair to them, to be fair to them, you know, they, they don't have avenues to, that's a lie, they do have avenues, they don't, they either are not invested enough to go towards avenues to learn how to view the game better, or to contextualize it better, or like, yeah, the, the, there's, the media is not super existing, but also they're not yeah. demanding it either, there's very sure. little yeah. demand for high-end analysis in this game, as yeah. Monty has said many times, Yeah. so, uh, they have shit takes, and they actually don't mind that they have shit takes. Uh, again, player on losing team equals bad player. Player Same player now on winning team equals good player. That's it. Speaking so, of shit takes, um, I think Atlanta has a shit take on this meta, and I think they get a little bit gassed. What do you mean? They're playing, they're playing, they can just play Zarya now. They can yeah, just force Zarya. Yeah, me thinks not. Me thinks You think not. they won't? You think, I think they will. Think I just not. don't think it's up to snuff. Personally. You don't think you don't think Hawk Zarya is up to snuff. I don't think Atlanta Reign as a Zarya team is up to snuff. I has no question that Hawk can pick the Zarya hero and play it to a high degree. I don't think Atlanta is a Zarya is a good Zarya team. I'll say that. Hmm. I have this Florida three. There's a there's a very there's a very strong case for Atlanta potentially winning this one, but I think Florida is the more stable team. Agreed. I think Atlanta have been shaky in this last week, um, and I'd be willing to bet that. Okay, there's two types of outcomes here. Either you get the angry Atlanta that come out and just start winning after losing, mm. or you don't. <laughs> and Mayhem just win. I think the Agreed. safer bet. I think the safer bet is Mayhem. Like, if you want mm-hmm. better odds, the safer bet is Mayhem. But I'm not convinced this is an automatic Mayhem win versus Atlanta. And I think a lot of people out there are assuming it's an automatic win because they're letting they're getting the sheep, they get the wool pulled over their eyes. That says Atlanta bad. Brad water bottle meme, ha! And then and then that's informing some level of bias of them not not thinking Atlanta win. But if you think about it sure. objectively, I think there's a. I don't think this is as clear cut. Now I think there's still a chance. To me, in my own personal pickums, I'm probably going to put down three one mayhem. Mm-hmm. So despite me kind of coming up to bat slightly for Atlanta to say they got a chance, I'm probably still putting down three one mayhem because I think they're the more stable team and that's the the more sure. you know reliable pick. But I just think this is this is one of those games in this bracket that has has a high chance of boomage. Whereas you look at the shock, sure. um, agree, huh? the shock Washington game. That's I think that should yeah. be pretty clear. to shock. It'd be very low chance for Washington to win that. But I don't think it's a super. I don't think it's. I think people are severely underrating Atlanta here, even though they probably still lose. But whatever. No, I, I think that's a salient point. Like Atlanta is a team of very very high skilled players. Like they're very very talented. It depends on like what kind of mentals they show up with, if I'm going to be completely honest. And I know that's like very woohoo, flowery because bullshit, the, but it kind of matters. The Glads game is very da- very damning, but I think the London game, they trolled. They trolled themselves. I think Atlanta way, yeah. trolled themselves in the London game, but then the Glads game was a lot more damning. So the Glads game, I'm willing, if, if, if someone says, oh yeah, Atlanta would ban the Glads game, I'll give you that. Here's your cookie. Mm. But if you, if you... I don't think the same analysis could be said about the London game because... That would that that would be like if you just screwed yourself and you walked you just you you just straight up handicapped yourself walking to a match like of course you're gonna yep. lose like bro if, if shock walk up versus Washington and just decide um proper's not gonna play or and also Sam's not gonna play which gonna play with four people mm-hmm. you know you you'd have to, there'd be some concessions like well I think you know a shock obviously fucking screwed themselves yeah 
Yep. I don't think they're a bad team, but I think they screwed themselves. And I think I, I apply that mentality to Atlanta screwing themselves versus London. But yes, they did get shit on by Glads, but uh, mayhem for me. Yeah, same. I think there's there like from a, the temperament of this team, I feel like there's an opportunity for like them to just get an entirely new why they want to do this very badly and why they okay. could like go hyperdrive, like really practice hard. I, it's it's questionable if if it works right now, but I think we will see this uh, team rebound. And here's the simple reason. You know how you get the world to, how you establish world peace? Is to have an outside source like a meteor or an alien race attacking us and we can all focus on hating that other thing. Well, you know who the alien race is? The fucking community. Oh, man, would I be just living in the moment of getting to really like grind 19 hours a day to show these fuckers that what I'm made of. That's the that's the framing that this team needs to have. Just like I can't believe how unreasonably we we've been treated here. Fuck him. <laughs> we're going hard at this. You know what I thought you were gonna say? You're like, you know how to establish world peace? You do the rumbling. <laughs> and then you finish the rumbling. And then you achieve world peace. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I thought that's the direction you were going in, but yeah. I'll accept your answer. I'll accept your actual answer. Yeah. Right, but who are you going for? Because here's the next question is like, okay, I, I also believe there's a bounce back coming in for Atlanta, but when does that happen? Does yes. it happen now or next tournament? Yeah, unfortunately, I think there's a knowledge gap here where I think this is a team, and here's, here's a bit of a leak for you guys. Uh, the new patch is coming directly the day after this tournament concludes. Now, other teams could easily say, like, okay, let's take a couple of days off. You won't, you shouldn't do that, dude. This is where you go hard in the paint. Okay, but that's so, for next tournament. That right, won't help this, is for, this is for the next tournament, and I think it's too early. I think I gotta go mayhem, yeah, based on what I've seen. I think it's very hard to say this is just a result of uh, them having, like, you know, internal struggles or trying stuff out or sure. sandbagging themselves. Um, it's like, I think they legitimately have had a problem based on ha having opted into Doom so early. And we see it mm. also for Houston that this is a huge issue and they should have jumped here's, over to Zarya earlier. And I think this is too late. Here's another reason why I think Atlanta will still lose this, despite me agreeing with you, Yiska, that they will have a bounce back. I just don't think the bounce back happens yet. Yeah. Uh, because they, I will be... Expecting that Atlanta leans into heavy Zarya meta for this tournament. Now, there are some maps you can't do that and you still will be required to play Winston. Guess what? Someone will just do that. However, Atlanta probably have to sub in Gator unless Hawk has just magically learned Winston. Yeah. Um, look, I think Gator had a good season last year, but I think he's heavily under practice for this year. Mm. I don't think he's necessarily a shit player, but I think I that he has barely had scrim time. He has barely had time to acclim acclim acclimatize with this, acclimate to this team. Sure. And that's hurting his personal results and his look in, in Atlanta's results as well. Because Atlanta have been predominantly scrimming with Hawk like 90 plus percent of the time. When does Gator get to practice? You bet your fucking ass you can't do it in ranked. Yeah. Because here's the other problem. If you're a substitute player, which Gator is, you literally can't practice this game. 
Yeah. Literally cannot. Agreed. So he's literally just riding on the bench. Yeah. So if you bring in this guy on Winston, it's not going to look good yet. No, not at the moment. You you literally need to put you need to like split your scrim hours and have Gator be in. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And the way I think um, Atlanta have gone away on those Winston maps previously is, I guess they'll they either just play the Doom or try and force Azari or something. I have to go back and look at how those maps are. But uh, when did Gator start getting subbed in? Last week, no. His first game was versus Vancouver, right? His debut. Correct. Yeah, that sounds uh, I, right. Am I wrong? Yeah. yeah. So for and, and when was that? That was. That was literally end of week, week three. three. So the yeah. end of week three. So Atlanta had already played 50% of their matches without Gator being seen a single time. And then only versus a team like Vancouver, which they're expected to beat anyway, he starts showing up. And they bring him back for the London matchup. You know, maybe maybe they believe that he could bring out the Ryan. It would just, right. and it would just work with no practice, but clearly not the case. So uh, let's move on. We're, we'll, we'll go to the next game now because I think uh, we're pretty clear on where that is. Um, oh, I see what we're doing. Okay, Dallas versus Toronto. Dallas, assume we all yeah. assume we all go Dallas, but what does this look like? Because it, it'll be hot behind like, Hanbin, right? Surely yeah. it'll be hot behind Hanbin. It's, it's the Dallas Fuel versus the Big Lots version of Dallas Fuel. I don't know. I'm, Dallas, it's it's the Dallas Fuel versus the better Dallas Fuel. Pretty much, yeah. Like it's it's the team leading the way on Zarya in NA. Um, jury's out on how they look globally, and we might not ever get that question answered. But which is, is this, sad. Uh, this is you versus the team she tells you not to worry about? Pretty much, and pretty much. Uh, Toronto. The one thing that you can give them is that they have been open to trying to play more muse but they still don't have like intermap flexibility right like it's either hotba or it's muse much in the same way that dallas is so like it feels very similar i i don't really care for toronto's dps um dallas seems to be doing fine with what they've got running right now with you know a mix of the four uh less so gurio but yeah i like dallas here it's a 3-0 for me <laughs> that's the easiest 3-0 of my life yeah. <laughs> okay. There are three O's, and then there's oh shit, that's a three O. <laughs> yeah. Which one of these three O's is in? Which one of these three O's? Is oh, this is a oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah. This is the this is the three O from the you know like the um the the situation where they had this catapult with the uh, melon, and everyone's like, and it's the melon smashes into the woman's face, and everyone's yeah, just yeah. like oh. What? And I'm the guy going, just having like Schadenfreude. There's a very famous for our, gift for of our audio like a, listeners. What did you just do? I don't know what you just did. I, it was a very strong grimace. He yeah. covered his face with oh, his hands. It? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, like the oh, that's awful. I'm like, much. I got to see this once in my life. I love it. Okay, I had a grimace toy when I was a kid from McDonald's. Anyway, Glads uh, versus. Do we want to dive into any of the Dallas Toronto stuff, or is it basically no. they are just a way better version of Toronto? And yeah. so, yeah. What about the fact that although is already in Dallas, like he's already I there, don't. he's been there for so long, you know. Although he's already got the cowboy boots and hat on, he's ready to yeehaw. <laughs> he's acclimated. Intro team in, you know. He's already he's already purchased his unlicensed weapons. Like he's ready to yeah. go. Like, um. So instead of no, trading that, 
No, this isn't like Colorado where you have to like acclimate to like the the climate shift or not the climate, but the barometric pressure shift. Uh, I think while although may be acclimated to the freedom shift. uh, Yeah, I don't think it matters. Okay. Alrighty. Glads versus Houston. Now we just actually just finished talking about both these teams. Yeah. So easy glass. Am I? Am I wrong for saying this could get a little sideways? I think stylistically. You know what? Uh-huh. I think, as much as I said that Glads wouldn't play Ryan again, I think they will versus Houston. Mm-hmm. And again, not because too. Ryan, because not not because Ryan is meta, but because Houston is basically Atlanta, except they need two players to do what Hawk can do as one person. So. Right. Uh, in some ways, it's kind of like bad Atlanta in 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 many respects. Now that I don't want to simplify it down to just that, because mm-hmm. there are other positions and other things like you know that that are different about this team. Yeah. But for the most part, when it comes down to matchups, mm-hmm. Houston are an even easier team to read and counter than Atlanta is based on matchup analysis and hero pool availability. So I think if you're Rhino, you just like you you absolutely can just bring the Rhino out versus Piggy, uh, and Piggy might even be forced to match you because mm-hmm. Piggy did it versus yes Hardy, and technically yeah. they won. Yeah. Well, they did. Not technically, they actually just did one, but like uh, now you're playing up against the real Charlie Rhino because yeah. he's got Rhino in his name. So <laughs> the synergy bonus. That very well could happen, um, and I think that comes down to execution for me. Um, I think there are ways that like Houston has to be baited. Um, if the, and, and I don't know how this plays out. This is a very like behind the magic question, but like I don't know if you get to see the other team's roster. No, like when does that information hit? Until you're on stage? Am I like just even if it is on stage, it doesn't matter. Exactly because. Yes. Because you are glad you're like okay, well here we go. Dante's in. They're doing a doom map here. You could even you could even literally predict it. You're like okay, we're gonna play Ilios. It'll definitely be Dante. Um, and then you play around that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So it's more it's more for me on Houston's front where it's like okay, if Glad's were to pick a map, uh, that could feature either or of the styles, you have to basically pay picky. Especially if it's not like a strong um, doom map. Does that I make think, sense? I think the best chance for Houston is to try and get a map on Escort and have this like Pigma versus Ooh, okay. Space Mugger battle. <laughs> so it's circuit, it sounds like. Pretty much circuit. Yeah. So you, I don't know, you have like, you to basically counterpick? Yeah, it's tough. Like Houston are going to be Azaria only here, but like I said, there are certain maps where Azaria is just not it. Yeah, and you have to think about the Winston. Yep, and that's when Houston are going to fail because they're either going to sub Dante in for a worse pick, mm-hmm. or Peggy's just going to—he's going to be just stuck on the ground on the Zarya, or he's going to have to play a shitty Winston. Yep. So there's a, there, yeah, I agree. There's going to be a lot of leveraging here. I'm still. Very interested in this game. I think this is going to say a lot about Glads if they can pass like the Doom into Rhine check, which again, I'm still kind of a defensive. I have my opinion. It's not solid, but I have an opinion on it. That they should. Go ahead. Even Dallas will play Fearless on these escort maps instead of Armband. 
Agreed. Yes. That tells you everything you need to know about how viable Zarya is on some of these maps. Right. If the best Zarya team in the world is not willing to play her. Right. So, what do you do if you're if you're Houston? <laughs> your your options are Dante and Biggie. Yep. You're and disgusted. It's probably just Dante Doom, and you hope you hope and pray. Um, it's it's an interesting stylistic matchup. I think there's going to be a lot of like very interesting counter picks and some some mind games in it. I have this Glad's three one, um, but much in the same way that we've talked about Atlanta, I'm very careful with this this match. I think this match could get sideways very quickly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm on the Glad's three three something. Maybe even zero. I'm I'm way more willing to give out three okay. zeros. Here's a problem. I'm very willing to give out three zeros mm-hmm. on the show, but then in my actual preds, I feel like I don't give out nearly as many three zeros as I should. Mm. And oftentimes those come back to bite me because then I look at my preds and they're like, I'm off by one. I'm like, yeah, I should have just locked in a three zero. Yeah. Unlucky. Three zero is by far the most frequent uh Overwatch League score. Yeah, historically. Um sure. You got forty of Shanghai running around. And, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think every season's like fifty-fifty almost, like fifty yeah, percent yeah. of the matches are so, three-zero. I think this is glad. Yeah, you think it's going to be tight? Well, no, I don't know about tight, but you think there's going to be any pushback, or is this going to be a pretty three-one simple? Yeah, a bit of a three-one in there. Mm-hmm. A little bit of three-one. Okay. Um, next up, let's move this baby along. What do we got? Lower bracket, uh, Washington, Atlanta, and this is the fixed lower bracket, right? So it's you can't, you're not getting, uh, you're getting teams from opposite brackets facing up. Yeah, okay. What do we think? Yeah, this one, it's tough because if Atlanta comes out and like looks decent on Zarya, I'd like my prediction back, um, and it obviously can't be. Uh, but as it stands now, with everything that I feel pretty strongly about with Atlanta, this feels like a rematch of week two. Atlanta coming late to a meta, looking a little slow. Justice knows what they want to do. Um, and I think they get it done. Uh, I say 3-1. I don't know if, if Atlanta's got it. Got enough in the tank. 3-1 Justice? Yeah. I don't like it. Here's but... the problem with Justice. Here's the problem with Justice. You ready? Go ahead. They actually don't play Zarya. Right. I don't know if I trust Kalios. Neither do I. I, I think don't. this is a mag Winston team. So you're going to have an yes. opposite style matchup. Both teams can play Doomfist. But mm-hmm. one team is going to be heavily Winston without the ability to play Lazaria, unlike Shock, who Kaluja will just bounce. Um, and the other team is a Zarya-only team with a bit of Doom. Yeah. So I think... St- now here's... Stylistically, I actually would prefer Atlantis. If I had to pick between which of the poisons I would prefer to drink yet... Atlanta is the lesser evil for sure. I, agree. I think I think I think compositionally they have a, a, a bit of an advantage. However, mm-hmm. the decay happy lineup, I definitely trust that more than the Kai plus either Nero or Venom lineup currently. Because sure. that's that's the best part of Washington's team. If you if that's not getting you wins, then nothing is. Mm-hmm. But very true. Yeah. <sighs> This is this is this is a coin flip for me. It's a legitimate coin yes. flip for me because it's like I don't know that Mag's going to be enough to get you wins on these maps, but I think Decay and Happy could be to make up for it. Mm-hmm. So 
do I do I still like Atlanta more because they have the the better compositional makeups? Because there's more Zarya relevant maps than there are Winston relevant maps. Agreed, hundred percent. But then again, we are playing double control, not double push, and double control actually adds more Winston uh, viable maps back into the pool because of control, namely. All right, fuck it. Give me Washington then. I'll do it just on that. I'll just do. I'll do it just on that matchup. Double control. Basis. Yeah. I don't like it either. It's this is this is a this is a wonky one for sure. Yesker. Yesker. Ah, oh, this is a hard one, man. It yeah. is the lesser of two evils. It is. No, I don't think. Mm. You know what? I think this is legitimately a coin flip. And that what mm-hmm. what puts me over the top on going Washington as well is that we all get to have a clean bracket and discuss the further opponents the same way, so I'm also going justice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Simple enough. Yeah. We have here what can only be described as the uh, the fan favorite pred, which is to get Atlanta out as soon as possible. <laughs> um, but I just think, like, I think Atlanta's comeback is next stage, not yes. this one. I okay. agree with Yuska heavily on that one. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, suppose we can just move on to the next game, yep. which is going to be Toronto-Houston. Mm. High chance, high chance of just a hot but piggy matchup. But also, yeah, what happens when we get onto Winston relevant maps? I think can Muse come back? Are they even gonna play? They gotta play Muse at least for escort. Yeah, like, for escort. Are they go and that? By the way, escort with an asterisk because I think Circuit Royale actually favors off tank players versus main tank players. Mm-hmm. So you would have to see. The other escort maps, not Circuit Royale. But anyway, uh, I would really be interested to know what the status of Muse is because that, that to me, will inform a lot about mm-hmm. Toronto. I think Muse has been really solid for double control. And that's kind of what you want to see, right? You want to see Muse come in, play those control maps. Mm-hmm. Winston's been solid. The dives look good with Muse. I don't know if he's worked out all his issues with KDG and vice versa. But I think if Toronto bank too heavily on Hopper here, that will actually be to their demise because uh, yep. at various points, this team looked better with Muse. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I don't... In terms of like the Zarya hierarchy, I don't rate Houston or Toronto all that high. I don't rate Houston at all, to be honest. Um, when you put a double control... Yeah, yeah, I think mechanically he's fine... I just don't think this team as a whole has really like gotten up to snuff just yet. I, I don't I don't like a team like going close with Paris. That's not like the caliber of team you really should be struggling against. So right. it doesn't put a good taste in my mouth. Um I think this is a lot of doom. I think there's a lot of control variants here. Um I like the DPS of Houston. I think they win both controls, so I'm giving them a game five win at home. Well, remotely at home. Um, against the Toronto Defiant, I don't at, like it, but at sort of home, like uh, sort of, kinda, yeah. relatively. If it was double push, I think this gets a little 
I think I think about this differently. Uh, but because it's control, because Toronto's kind of eh, across the board. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Houston here. I don't like it, but I'm going Houston three two. I feel Man. like I feel like Merritt is better than BQB, <laughs> and therefore I go with. Uh, is this another locker discussion? Are you Are you telling me Merritt's putting him into a locker? Uh, no, it's not the big. Yiska has an ongoing narrative that anybody who's like mid at Hitscan is just renamed BQB because he's the most like fine like Hitscan player. It's also very funny to just like talk about Hisu as like this franchise player for the the find when he's super mid and like basically as good as BQB, which is a little bit disingenuous, but I love saying it because because it pisses people off. And all those Hees fans are coming after you now. Uh. I feel like this puts what? a little slander on BQB. What about like, Hanzo last year? Uh, his song, bro. That's actually pretty good. Though. Hanzo actually was pretty good. Yeah, no, year. he's had so, moments. B- BQB was a good play in the Overwatch League. It's, the thing is, everyone understood that he's a good player in the Overwatch League. Nobody was telling me he's he like he was an S tier player. Like people are trying yeah, to sell yeah. me he's he's on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. Next up. I'm actually kind of. Did I do a pred yet? Uh, I don't know. Did you? Oh, I don't think I did. Go ahead. Take the floor. Is it wild that I lean Toronto? No, I don't think so. But it's heavily. It's it is one. heavily dependent on them playing Finale and Muse. Agreed. Heavily. I think they need Finale and Muse, especially for those control maps. Like you, I think if this is just as like a Zarya team, you just have a average Zarya team. Agreed. I think if you actually, which is why actually I, I almost think the Dallas Toronto game, if they if if Muse and Finally come back in, they're actually reasonable. There's like maps being taken, mm. but now Houston, ah, oh, why do I why do I really just want to go to Toronto here? I think they're more flexible. Mm-hmm. I think there's some average points, but then some like really strong points as well. Mm. I think they have the real Lucio player. Lastro's <laughs> um, not that bad. Chorong is not Chorong. different. He's yes, not he's not Chorong. That's very true. Ah, oh, shit! I'm gonna have to go with my gut. My gut says Toronto. My gut says Toronto. I don't think it's that crazy. Uh, we'll we'll. So you put down Toronto for me, but I think the bracket will remain as uh, Houston because that's the. You guys got me two on one in for that, so. Fair play. That's all fine. Uh, upper bracket. Shock mayhem. <sighs> is, this, is this where someone proves he's the best main tank? He's just the best tank? Yes, but. I've watched two. That unfortunately won't help mayhem win the series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he thinks that as much as I assume Florida could pull out some, some goofy, funny, haha stuff, uh, I kind of don't want them to. I'm going to be honest. Maybe they do here. Maybe it gets them across the line on a map. Um, but yeah, putting away Shock is, is a difficult task for anybody in this league. Um, so I'm going um, Shock 3-1. Shock roster quality is just higher. I think. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of like nice. a big difference to me here. Stylistically, I, they feel I'm kind even, of same. I'm even tempted to 3-0 here, but I will give Mayhem the benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt, say 3-1. So I will go shock. Yeah, yes, will. Yeah, yeah. 
I think it will be a good match. I think yeah. you should just have to give it to Shock, given the, the history of the stage and whatnot. Even though I will say, I feel like this is this is where the the interesting the shit show. comes out. No, I, th- oh. I think I think like Florida probably doesn't have feel like they have to go all out against Atlanta. I think yeah. this is where we get the the interesting stuff happening. I just don't know what it. I mean, granted, I didn't expect Roadhog on Gibraltar, but I don't. I just don't know what it could be. So Does that makes sense. So, like, he didn't want to say specifically, but apparently, um, the way Roadhog on Gibraltar is supposed to work is they have a like a flow chart of like, is this happening? Yes. Is this happening? Yes. Is this happening? Yes. Then Roadhog, and the players okay. just kind of like took the wrong turn. And like it didn't okay. work. Like they, Dude, I can I can minimize that flowchart down to you to just A and B with one direction mark, and that's it. Is there Doomfist? Yes, and Roadhog. Yeah. Done. That's gotta Finished. be one of them. Did the opponent play uh, Doomfist in the match? Yes. They? Yeah. Yes. Yes. But apparently that wasn't enough. Like there's another thing that they that didn't happen, and that's okay, why I got it's you. Like, I got you. Mm. Is there Doomfist? Also. Are we losing? Therefore, hog. <laughs> yeah. um, I've added an extra step to the flowchart. Magical. We've arrived. Yeah, Simply. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I think this is... You got to say shock. But now that we've all discovered, no, you don't have to play hog. You actually don't even really need to change your tank versus doom at all. Just the rest of the team just needs to, you know, the focus has to shift. Maybe you put on a tracer. Mm-hmm. Maybe even play a reaper. Anyway, Dallas versus... Glad. Now, I think this is a super exciting game, and the first, based on our bracket, the first like major matchup here, yeah. in the sense that we are finally getting two of our top three teams playing against each other, but also a clash of styles. Both Shock and Glads are heavily Winston-leaning teams. Mm-hmm. More, so, I would actually say Glads more so than Shock, even. Yes. Now, I'm going to be that guy again, but I did say... Like, Glads probably won't play Ryan again. And then I said they play versus Houston. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, this is another Zarya team. Could there be a situation where they bring out the Ryan again versus the Zarya team and put Harmon in a weird spot? Because I think, I think Ryan, I actually think Ryan has like a, a 6 4 kind of matchup, maybe yeah. even 6.5 versus 3.5 kind of matchup versus the Zarya. Mm-hmm. Legit. Doesn't I think, mean I think Ryan is meta. I just mean I think you can sure. punish Zarya team. 100%. I think that um, I think I, I agree with you there. I think there we really haven't seen. I have to look at London's like strength of schedule, but I don't feel like we've seen London like well well prepped, well practiced against like a top tier like dive team. So I'm very or I guess a Zarya team rather. Sorry. Um, so I, I'm I'm hesitant to say it. It is as favored. But I think I agree just like how I think that that matchup goes flowchart wise where like historically Ryan comps have just been able to like speed on like these very stagnant flex tanks not, like Sigma. London have never played up against like a, a right. like a real we are Azari only team. Yes. Yeah. So it's to be I fair, mean, there's not there's not many, not too many. Azari only teams. Yeah. It really is just the fuel and now it's, it's it has to be Houston and it has to be Atlanta. Yeah. But those come after the fact of them re- re- revealing that Doom is actually, or rather, you know, coming to the conclusion of Doom not being the best anymore. Correct. So it, I, I think I agree in concept. Um, 
And I think we will see it. I think that when we have seen Dallas, granted, this is this is a stretch and a half to go back to week one. But we have seen teams in the past try to abuse the the, the tank inflexibility. Um, and I think that's what Glads are, you know, prepping for. But me thinks that this doesn't get across the line. I, th- I think Dallas is like well prepared. While it might be a 6-4 matchup in concept, I think Dallas is uh, executing at a level that I don't know that it matters um, and I'm still very suspect of, of Glad's second DPS option, where I think it's pretty cut and dry for fuel. Uh, so I'm going to say this is a 3-2. Uh, I don't know if it's the reverse sweep, but... Do we rate Doha Edison that highly? It's not that I don't rate them highly, it's just not Patafan, if I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm really not right, sold. And high Patty. Yeah. Um, I'm fucking hating over here. Anti <laughs> anti piggy, anti patty. Look. I anti- I gave him an excuse week one, and thus far he really hasn't shown me much. I like Ans more than I like Patty this like but I don't think you can play the Rhine without Patty, so it's like ugh, I don't know how to feel about this. I'm actually right gonna now. double back on that. I'm actually gonna maybe do a bit of a U-turn on that Ryan discussion a little bit because I think looking back on it now because it's double control, it's actually going to be less viable for Ryan overall. Sure. You probably get better output on Winston on most of those control maps. Yeah, and we so still haven't. I still haven't been probably, proven like the dive into the Zarya is like good. Like nobody's really given me much of a different look to say. Look, like we know how to play against Zarya teams. Haven't seen it. I have not. It's just seen no it. Zarya teams. We have one Zarya team, and now we have three, but. Up until last week, we only had one Zarya team. So I mean, I'm even looking at APAC. I'm like, all right, maybe they have a different read on like diving yeah, Zarya. And it's Zarya like, teams. Agreed. And like again, the Winston Zarya matchup. I'm like, I haven't seen a Winston team like really give me anything to chew on. It's kind of the same shit. There's executions. Winston team is insane. Fair enough. Also, Shanghai and Shanghai are also a Winston team. They're both. They they they're like a fifty fifty team. Okay, so um, the the question for me is not necessarily that they're just winning, but like, are they doing anything significantly different than what you've seen in NA? Because I have to plead ignorance on those fronts. Those are two of the teams that I'm like very much what? like not well. Different than what? Different in terms of what? How good they are at Winston? How they're using their resources? Where they're making their dives? Are they aggressive? Are they passive? Literally anything. I don't know. This is a completely ignorant question. Genuine on all fronts. I don't know I what. Don't know. what so, I mean, what context does that have in terms of Zarya? Like, well, how does that interact with Zarya? And what, like, what point are you trying to arrive at? My point is that I, we have not, see, at least in my mind, in my research, I have not seen enough win, like good Winston into Zarya to warrant that matchup being not like 7-3 Zarya. Just like conceptually. It feels like the Zarya uh, team is like heavily you, favored. I can tell you the Zarya is not the thing that's beating the Winston. It's the Reaper. Sure. I agree. Um, just speaking compositionally, not looking at the heroes. But I also think it's map dependent. Like, how much can you abuse high ground and abuse the fact that Zarya can't take high ground effectively? Sure. So it's not even just like in a vacuum. I think in a vacuum, in a vacuum where it's all one dimensional, one D, just on this flat surface. Yeah, Zarya just wins most okay. of the time, probably. But yeah, there's a lot more. I don't know. I, I, I'm not willing to park myself on either side of the fence of like Zarya is better, Winston is better until. We see Dallas clash up against some better Winston teams. Um, okay. Or rather, until teams like Shock and Glads play Dallas, then I'm, I'll be a bit more mm. informed on that. I just don't know yet. I think Zarya, I'm slowly leaning Zarya, but that's because every time I see double push, it makes Zarya look way sure. fucking better. Sure. 
Okay. Then you have to realize there's a double control tournament, and that means I think Winston has an edge. I'm slightly tempted to go Glads, but I think Dallas are the more well, like they're the more stable team because mm-hmm. I still get I'm still haunted by the two reverse sweeps. Yeah, I think the One, panic conversation Dallas. is is somewhat valid. I, I don't invalidate. The, I think it may be. I think it's overblown, but I don't think it's invalidated. Mm-hmm. Um. Meaning that I don't think Patty is is this huge problem that everyone else seems to think he is. Agreed. I can tell you the guys don't think he's a huge problem compared to what everyone else thinks because otherwise the guy would be fucking perma bench and Arn sure. would play every single game. Yeah. So, oh god, I want to go Glads, but can I go Glads? Maybe if Yesuka goes first, I'll decide. Yesuka. I should do a bit of a. I'll have what he's having. <laughs> Depends on what he's having. Depends on what he's having. Ah, oh, this is a man who has trusted, like, has now f- realized, like, I got the sauce. I got the magic sauce. The thing is, like, I really want to say Glatzia. I really do. The thing well, is. I want to say. After all that good shit yesterday, come on. No, the problem is if this is push week, yeah. And if we find out that this, this second bracket for some. Ooh, wouldn't that be fucking crazy? <laughs> Rules don't Just mean anything up. in this motherfucker. Come on. Just, I, got, I got you. I got you. I got you. Here's what's going to happen. For every single match, what's going to happen, both GMs or head coaches will head into a private room. They'll flip a coin, and then yep. the winner decides whether it's double control or double push. Oh. I heard the gl- I'm grand joking. Fight. I'm joking, but just to be clear, the fans who think yeah. I'm serious, I'm joking, but I just want to paint a picture of Yiska's perfect hell. No, mm. no, my perfect hell is uh, the grand final being all, only um, push. <laughs> seven, maps seven maps of push. push. Uh, seven maps of push. Jesus. Uh, that's the problem. Let's I- capture the flag. I mean, let's, if, if we don't care about competitive integrity, let's just play seven rounds yeah. of Mystery Heroes at that point. Let's get it. The thing is, I'll tell you what, it's it's uh, mystery heroes is less predictable, is way less predictable than pushes. Easily one of the most predictable game modes. Mm-hmm. Sure. At least I at least I have excitement in mystery heroes, and I don't know who's going to win four minutes before the game ends. Why don't we come slapping together, mystery hero push, balanced? And ironically, probably improves push at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jessica, what are you doing? Are you going glad well, here or what? Uh, I'm a. I'm a fucking coward. I'm going Dallas. Yeah, you're a puss. In that uh, case, I'm going to be a contrarian and go Glads. Ah, uh, there we go. It's going to be go. right, and I'm going to be wrong, even though I had the feeling, but I didn't trust it. Well, should trust in your astrology. Trust in the tea leaves. See, when I told you I wanted to wait for Yiska, this is what I was waiting for. Oh, mm. to betray I me. For, I, was, I was waiting for Yiska's real pick that he should have gone with and then his fake pick that he's been forced to go into he's been peer pressure to go Look, into I, and then I, I know what to do after that I get post-match interviews and like I bet against Dallas to be like you know special and then Tasmo laughs at me and it's, it's it hurts <laughs> because of course he laughs at me because he has like the best team in the world like this is annoying man He's speaking for the <sighs> position of power, and I'm just a hot take boy. <laughs> All right, then give me your hot take of this lower bracket match. Glads versus Washington. Ah. Surely that's decided. Ouch. Yeah, that, the hot take boys. No. Um, that's a glad. We're here for cold takes only here now. 
Yeah. Which which we we're only doing cold takes. So are we just all going glands? Is anyone a bat for Washington no, at all? No. No bat for Washington. I think the only question is this like a three O or like a oof three O. Well, you don't think there's a good map that Mag can outplay Reiner and Decay and Happy go full nutty mode and, and Patty Pan gets nervous? No? I mean there's on, there's Charlie. always that like assumption. But like it's a dice roll versus like an establishedly like strong, consistent team for I'll the most it. part. I'll say Washington get the first map, and then Glad's beat them control. after the next three. Yeah, I think the first okay. map Mag goes full sicko mode. Patty's a little nervous, hands are sweating slightly. He didn't use his mm-hmm. proper hand warmers. Okay, and then uh, and then Happy and Decay go full sicko mode, and then somehow forget to play the game for the next three maps. So there you go, Glad's right. one. I've got this Glad's 3 I don't think it's going to be close, personally. Oh, the pollen. Okay. What's weird about this is that in my bracket, Glad's aren't here. So I don't know what to do, but I'll just, uh, I'll just pretend we're basically off your bracket. Okay. We can do that. What do you got, Yiska? Saying Glad's? Uh, Wait a minute. They put fuel for me. Does that mean... I mean, we could, do I f- we could do your bracket. Um... So, who would it be here? It would be... You said... Fuel here? You said... Yes, it would. Ah, unless the seeding makes it different. It doesn't, right? Does it? Eric, help. Help. I don't know. Because I have Toronto versus... It's fine. It would be Justice versus the loser of this previous match you talked about. Right. They're uh, not reseeding based on initial standing. I have Dallas winning that still, so it doesn't really matter. But mm. all right, Mayhem versus Houston, or in my case, Fuel versus Mayhem. Oh, what do you mean? I don't know. No, no, I was looking ahead. Ignore me. So Avril, in this case, you have Toronto versus Mayhem because Toronto beats, beats Houston, then loses to Glad's in my bracket, right? Correct. But then how does Toronto go up against... Oh, no, I'm getting confused. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, we'll do this version first. Mayhem versus Houston. Is this the end? Is this the end of the Pigma? You probably, yeah. you probably won't even really play it. Nah, <clears throat> the is... end of the uh, Pigria? No, no Pigria, no Sangria, no nothing but someone. I like this Sangria. Is... I've never had sangria. It seems fruity. Seems nice. Uh, but I think Florida probably will be sipping some sangria uh, with this three one. Personally, I think that they're coming in hot. Uh, they're flexible for the most part um, in terms of form. I can't necessarily judge their Zarya just yet. I don't even know if they're going to play it. Um, they probably should. Maybe. Uh, and then Houston is the doom team that's struggling with Zarya. So yeah, this is a three one Florida. I'll give Houston a control somewhere in there. The mayhem probably be both for me. Probably be willing to go mayhem here against either Houston or Toronto in the same position. I agree. Mm. I think they're just like a dark horse, actually. They're probably my fourth favorite team to win this. Yep. Agreed. What an insane result. Yeah. For a Moneyball team. Yeah. Fourth place, by the way. That's a wild. That's like the result that teams like Vancouver wish they could get. Right. Like, dream. Um, So. What's next? S5. SF, rather. Uh, that is Shock versus Dallas. 
Or in this my case, good one. Vlad's versus Shock. Let's do Shock yeah. versus Dallas first. Um, in this world, if we're assuming Dallas beat Glads, then I have to assume they beat Shock as well because they've they just cleared one of the best Winston teams. Mm-hmm. They probably just cleared the other one too, don't they? I mean, surely. Yeah. I mean, the proper argument is there, but then you have to. I would apply the same argument to Kevster. Mm-hmm. So. If you beat Kevster, then I guess you can beat proper, right? I would so say in so. This, in this timeline, in this multiverse, I, I'd probably go feel. If they're good enough to beat Glass, they're probably, in my mind, they're, they're on their own part to be good enough to beat Shock as well. This is going to, like, look really weird once, like, my picks are finished. Um, but I think this is actually marginally easier for Dallas. I think Shock, in general, in terms of their dive, Kalush has been a little, like, reserved when compared to reiner um and i think that gives dallas a lot more room to play with um so i'm gonna say this is a 3-1 it's not because shock is a bad team it's strictly on like a stylistic raid that i have um again coming back to like the winston and azaria argument i think that comp just doesn't i have not had enough shown to me that winston teams have adapted or found ways to you know make that difference smaller if you will um so yeah i think with all that said i have dallas 3-1 over the san francisco shock mm. yiska it's a banger it's a good game yeah let me go through that in my head real quick He's entered his mind palace for the audio listeners. His third eye is open. I'm playing tic-tac-toe. Yep. Mm. Any tic-tac-toe players? His chakra is flowing. Yeah, I think... I'm sorry, but I think Shock gets farmed here. Farmed is a little strong. Describe what you mean by farmed. What does farm mean? Not a particularly close 3-1. Really? Okay. What's the part about Gladiators that you're liking much more than Shock? Wait, aren't we discussing Dallas against Shock? Dallas against Shock, exactly. Which part of the Dallas yeah. field do you like much better <laughs> okay. than Shock? Uh, well, of course, Tank. Um, I think that's that's the obvious one. Until he comes back. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> um... I feel like I'm in a little bit of a weird position with the DPS because, like, while I, I think like it's their rotation, like you know, you know, you guys know how I feel about Edison, but like, I can't hate man. My my dude's kind of cracked on Reaper. Yeah. Um, I hate that sentence, by the way. Well, being cracked on Reaper. Why? Like it is, it's like the most like decision making hero. I feel like there is. Right. And it's just like, yeah, you're cracked at like making the choices. It's like, oh, God, that's so rough. He's, he's kind of sick with it in chess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, look at that play. Oh my God, he popped off. Knight to e5. Wow. I mean, you still got to flick on shotguns. You, you got to do those close range flicks. You no, know? you do. It's just, it's just me. Yeah. 
You gotta know when to press shift. You gotta press Q at the right time. Um, dude, that is hard mode in the Overwatch League. Don't even get it me really started is. on motherfuckers I'm, I'm, on May I'm, dying pre-block. Yeah, yeah. That shit ha- happens the entire. I know it's hard mode. I know it's hard mode. <laughs> yeah. That's why when people like shift too early, I can't even blame them. I'm like, fair enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd rather you shift but, early than not at all. Yeah. No, you, it's just like there. Sh- there should be electroshocks whenever you die with your shift still up. <laughs> Then, oh, trust me, it's worse than that. You have to live with the shame of dying with it yeah. and potentially losing a team fight, which would lead to you losing the map. Play a laugh track in, in Discord or something. Actually, let me go in. I got my Gangnam Jin uh, button. <laughs> do, uh, Joe, do you want to explain to the audience what the Gangnam Jin button is? Uh, TLDR for the, the Discord Lord. Please don't play it on the podcast. The audio listeners no. will mauled. Um, I'm not getting this spot claimed. F- for the lore, yeah, agreed. Um... That's true. Gangnam Jin has some had had some egregious beats. Yeska molded into setting up his uh, mixer or stream deck rather uh, to play Gangnam style whenever there's a bad alt in our watch party. So if you want to listen to him unironically spam the chorus of Gangnam style for about 15 minutes out of your day, uh, come on over. Uh, that's the lore. Back to you. What are you predicting? Or why is this like a, a complete farm? Like, give me, give me something tangible to chew on. Like, is this like, oh my god, shocker, boom? Like, no. Th- once again, I think shocker in the in for a market correction. Yeah, like proper nuts, blah blah blah. I think that like their team setup is built on pretty fragile on a pretty fragile base. They've been able to farm some teams in maybe not their nicest moments. Sure. I, I mean, feel like Kalush is about weak. to be, be found out as well. I think there yeah. is go- going to be some rotational <laughs> rotational shit going on. Oh that's... God, he's not a main tank player! <laughs> I mean, yeah. I also think like there's probably not a hero in existence that Hanbin is not better at. I'm pretty sure Hanbin is better at breathing than Kalush. He's just a better human being. Okay, I'll there, come there to Kalush's defense. There are multiple layers that we can unpack to what you just said, yeah. but anyway, continue, Joe. <laughs> like, Kalush's monkey has been good, reserved, a little skittish, very rotational heavy. Like, the, it feels like Kasaurus is like sitting them up. Like, it's, I, I'm pointing to him as the macro like coach here, because um, it feels <laughs> like he is, just assuming. Um, Kalush feels very like comfortable given like a certain scenario playing out how he needs it to. So it is a little slower on Shock's front until you get to like map five control where they go like Lucio, Moira, and they just fucking six man or five man you at this point. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not here for the Kalush baggery. Granted, it is against Hanbin, just to add the context, but I feel like people may take right. this a little bit too far. So my bracket is Glad Shock. Mm-hmm. I have Dallas winning if it's Dallas in this position. Okay. Glad Shock, bro. Hmm. Fuck, kind of tough. It's Kevster Kev versus Proper. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what to think about that. Both goaded players, like. Part of me thinks that Glad should have just won that map three in the regular season versus them, and then we wouldn't. This conversation would be a lot easier to have. 
So in my mind palace, if I imagine that Glad's actually just won that third map and 3-0'd, then I should be picking Glad's. I really should be picking Glad's. Oh. If this Fuck, isn't Kalina's the result really... of your consequences. or Okay, I messed this up. You know what I mean. Yeah, I'm trying to sleep in the I'm trying to sleep in the bed. I am trying to sleep in this bed. <laughs> I actually prefer Kaluge to Rhino Space because I think again, he's the guy that can do both of what Reiner and what it takes Kaluge to do in two players. Like Kaluge does in one player. You disagree. I don't okay, know. Okay, sure. If... Kaluge doesn't play Ryan. He doesn't play Ryan, I'll give you that. I also Ryan. don't know if uh Kaluge plays a better Zari necessarily. Why are we talking up on like the one-on-one? I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's also. I don't know. It's not, it's not a one-on-one to me. It's it's about how your team ends up having to shift around those yes, picks. Yeah, and I, and we just haven't seen Shock pull out the Zarya to like warrant them like being. They have, but they they have, but they just did it against Vancouver, so it's hard yeah. to read. <laughs> I don't know. That's old. I know his best hero is Sigma, so I, I you I don't know if. Space just beats him on that, but I also don't think Sigma is super relevant. Hmm. Yeah. Oh god, such a coin flip. I I just want I I want to go shock just to keep the the proper narrative alive. You know what I mean? <sighs> yeah, yeah. Which is the which is like the, the saddest pred because it's not even like how good the teams are. It's just it's just it's just for an, it's a narrative pred, which is yeah. But if you're bullshit. right though, like you get to fucking be real right. No, you, you should be right based on, like, you know, the team that you believe in. and then Shut up, you fucking Gatorade predicting fucking tea leave rating. You don't get to talk. It's only about being right, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you mauled when you get spoiled in movies. You're not, you don't put enough faith in the, you don't put enough weight in the journey. Avril, what do you say? No, fuck the journey. Give me the right result every time. That's where the dopamine <laughs> shots come from. Uh, <laughs> it's about but the journey. No, give me paper. Just give me, uh, give me the shock. Fuck, I don't feel safe about that pick at all. I don't feel safe about Weak. it. Weak. Uh, says the guy that didn't predict Glads versus Dallas. Only because this re- leaks rule set is stupid. <laughs> uh, all right, where are we going next? What's next? We, we, we got to move through this because I just remember right. this delay pack. Yes. Right. Let's let's rush this. Uh, this is Glad's. Glad's mayhem in our bracket. Right. Yeah, this is Glad's. Where's right. what's your bracket look like, everyone? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Eric, it'd be Dallas over uh, Glad's. Right. Dallas versus Mayhem. Yeah. Okay. Dallas. Yeah. Okay. And then we, we go. got losers final. We have Glad's shock, I believe. Yeah, I have this. This is a this is a map oh, fiver. You guys, have you guys done this mashup yet? Glad shock. You have not. No, no, no. This is I just, had to, I, I just had to really wrap my head around this one. So yeah. good luck. This is this is a dive mirror for me. Um, two strong dive teams. Glad's could they could feature some Rhine, but I don't imagine any scenario why that would be like plausible. Like, yes, they have that on their resume card, but like. I don't see like why you would need it. Like, you guys look pretty good on dive. You know, Shock's gonna play dive. 
Um, this this feels like a coin flip to me to to reiterate reiterate what Avril said uh, within his upper bracket final, I believe. Um, I'm gonna go Glads here. I think they can bring it across the line for the most part. I think they keep the tempo high. I think they try to get on top of Kaluge as he's trying to rotate. It's thin margins, um, but yeah, I'm going to go Glads in a five-game set, 3-2 over the shock. See, now I want the narrative as well, but I don't care about people. Uh, so my narrative is all based on the idea of shock value, which is to give shock no value and say three zero glads. My God. Three zero. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So you're, you're on like the heavy end. We're, we are getting shocks like Kulu's ankles will be broken. Rhino is Stuadja. Stuadja. They can flex. Yeah, but like, does he really need to, though? You think they're playing Ryan to like dive stuff on like control? I don't no, think so. No, they play What's Zarya. My lower final? What's my lower final? Dallas uh, versus. Dallas Glad. Oh. Do I want Dallas in the final or Glad's in the final here? Are you ready for some anime bullshit? I hate this. Hit me with it, Aaron Yeager. I hate, I hate this. Sasage Omi. I think there is... I think there is a... Oh, man. Do it. Say it. Do it. What was the... We already had a Dallas versus Glad's uh, matchup, right? Even in my bracket? Do we? Yes, it was a, a winner's semifinal there in round two on Friday. And I picked lads, didn't I? Shit. Maybe they learn something, you know? Maybe they pick up something. They know how to beat him now. Come on. What's yeah, the but Dallas, at, Dallas at their home event as well. It's true. Did Dallas maybe do some fearless bullshit and they just, you know, oh, we're not a Zarya one-trick team. We can do some fearless BS. And they do something there. How much Edison Reaper can they really get away with? Is another question. Fuck, my, my heart actually wants to go Dallas, but I think I'm so tempted just to stick with Glads here because I've already established that I think the Winston comps will come out on top for this tournament because of the double control. Mm. That's the direction I'm heavily leaning towards. I'm, I'm very biased against that matchup analysis simply mm. because of double control. Fair. Alright, I'm gonna go Glads and then Glad Shock Final. Fuck it. Ooh. Fuck it. Spicy. I like it. I have to follow. I I think I think I think Zarya comp is good, but I think this tournament favors Winston. Wow. That's the that's I think that's the flag I have to firmly plant on this hill that I'm willing to die on. Apparently. Mm. Finals. Do we all have the same finals? No, you have Shock Glads. We have Dallas Glads. Okay. Well, Dallas glides and go on. Uh, Jessica, do you feel strongly about this either way? I open my hoodie and reveal a Glads jersey. No. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to do it, man. No, you don't. But Shut then 
if I do it, Glads gets o three o three, and I look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> You're goddamn right, you do. I'm getting egg on my face. Um, yep. Egg acquired. Any egg faces? No, I'm. I'm too scared of Tasmo, so I'm going Dallas. <laughs> Any maps you think like is this close? Is it? What's going on? Mm. The problem is, I think the second time is. This is. I feel like, generally speaking, over the last two years, I learned that Rush only gets stronger the more often he plays people. Okay. Especially the second time around. I think, like, Dallas is a really good team at, like, coming up with short-term solutions over Mm a weekend. So if I say, like, Dallas is winning the first matchup, I can't see them losing the second one, man. Yeah. I also still believe in the Avril that told told us Dallas is the best team in the world. I still am How with that. Guy? Yeah, I don't know. He changed. Yeah, the the the, the very incorrect whiny Houston fans beat that Avril out yeah. of him. <laughs> don't don't let them get to you. They're not worth it. It's also a damn no. homestand, dude. Like true, yeah, not not wrong there. Uh, I see yeah. now you'll get now you'll get the anime even heavier than I am. You're just like, well, homestand they gotta win. <laughs> it's not and just gotta win at home, but gotta it's win at home. It's like Hanbin in the interview I did w- with him was like, yeah, I think the reason we lost is we kind of were intimidated by the shouts and we hadn't seen people in since 1944 and like it's just <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, no, it's I think it's uh, it's a Dallas win. I agree. I think oh, this is God. this is Dallas four two for me. Some of the most of the same matchup analysis follows. Winston is already a little rough. Uh, while I think double control does favor the Winston team, I don't think it necessarily puts the Zarya comps at like a severe disadvantage. So, yeah, I think that this is just Dallas's tournament. They're ahead of the meta. They might just damn well be the best team in the world at the moment, and they're executing well past again you look at the gladiators there's some there are a little bit of holes meta wise and even at the player level so i i think they're gonna go far but i don't i don't put any team above fuel right now personally all right i'm on the gladiators storyline here and i got them winning even though i had shock winning first but i have shock winning first gladiators come back on a rampage and I believe in the power of Australia. And also I will have my residency <laughs> revoked if I don't rid them. When... So glad he gave beat shock. It'd be a narrative shake. I get their first ever title. Which is wrong because they've already had a yeah. title, but the fans seem to not... They seem to think it's a fraud title, so fuck yeah. it. Now they get to... But here's what's going to happen. Mm. No matter who wins this tournament... It doesn't count because we're like, yeah, but you didn't beat Shanghai. Yeah, Apex. Apex. You didn't. Oh. You didn't beat any of the. You didn't beat the Apex team, sir. So. Um, and I'm, I, like, are we that upset about that minor side point? Like, nah, can I we just not so. have regional tournaments and like that's okay? I actually just like minor this. titles. I think I think this is fine. I think we yeah. could have done four Hawaii's this year, but like, in some ways, the build up for yes. the international is almost makes it more so exciting. Hype. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's the bracket then. That's the bracket mm-hmm. done and dusted. So. 
I did the very contrarian thing. I knocked Dallas Fuel out of their home tournament in the loser's bracket, which is uh, a point that I'll very easily come to regret, I'm sure. But I think not hey, many... last year. Huh? I think not many of these rookies having line experience actually matters here. Right? Mm. No? Maybe. I think it depends on the person, but I think in general I'd, I'd agree. All these teams have rookies. Shock have the most, but I mean, all these teams yeah. have some rookies. It's not like it's not like there's a team coming in here that's just like all veteran up. And if they are, they they're apparently getting knocked out early. So, you st- yeah. I mean, like if we're gonna put credence into what Hamden said in that interview, like even some of the most veteran players are being affected by it, you know, in in ways. So it's like I don't know, I don't know. Don't know how much yeah, I think that I think the home crowd advantage is gonna be big. I think it'll mean something. Let us talk about Asia-Pacific region. Even though there's not much Pacific in there, it's mainly just Asia. We really could mm. just rename APAC to just Asia, but we've gone with APAC for so long that it's just APAC now. That the name is stuck. Even though I think more accurately, it should just be Asia. Mm. Um, Raito, this last week, we're going to focus on three particular games, even though there was a million games. Mm. First game, Seoul, Shanghai. Wow. Shanghai's back, baby. Shanghai officially back. I think they were already on their way back, but after seeing that game, Shanghai mostly back. Was I say that... mostly because there's still uh-huh. room for Shanghai to still grow into, and that's scary. And they're, still, they're already looking good. So would you... I think one of the big like questions that at least I had last week was you know whether or not like Shanghai was going to draw a line in the sand. Do you feel like they have with this victory, or like do they favor any comp? Line, are like, they are they more Zari like or are they more Winston? No, they're both at the moment. They have not decided. Okay. But I think this team is better as a dive team with Hawaii okay. than as like a Reaper team with Fleto. So in that regard, I actually prefer them as a fate Winston dive team because they can unlock Hawaii, who is looking like their best player. No cap. Legitimately looking like the best player in Shanghai, which is not something you'd catch me no. saying last no. year while you were in the preseason. I mean, this is his, like, this is his meta, right? Like, if Genji's, like, playable, like, he's playing it. You said that about Sparkle, but he's currently benched. True. Um, true. But that's where I go, like, line in the sand. Dallas has just opted out of it. I don't know. So, yeah. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on where APEC is. I'm, I'm obviously the guy that watches yeah, APEC because I'm there live. But... Not caught up with this last week. So, like, I am very much, like... Trying so, to disseminate. I've seen you in the Discord viewing party. Yeah, but it's like 5 a.m. I'm not dis- I'm not like it is not piercing my thick, thick skull at, at that hours of the day with people yelling and screaming about pee pee poo poo. You've arrived at the lecture, but you've taken no notes. No, zero. Negative notes. I have to be a VOD Andy for APAC, and it is it is a struggle. So it's like I, I remember, for the most part, Philly Spark being kind of just like a back-and-forth like slog with Spark kind of, I wouldn't say being gifted, but like it felt like Philly was in a very strong position to close that out 3-2, and then it kind of just goes back and forth. So like I don't know that I feel all that strongly about Spark, so that's where I'm like, okay, Avril, I defer to you. Tell me I'm wrong. I don't. I don't feel too strongly about most of these teams. So, yes, Kurt. Mm-hmm. 
I know you were there in the viewing parties. I was here. Saw the, saw your name pop up. Mm-hmm. So where are you at mentally? With what exactly? <laughs> he's with me. I'm gonna it's spoiler. Top, he's top, with me. Topic at hand. We're talking about Shanghai Soul. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, All right, we're moving on then. Um, yeah, I don't know if if I have too much. I'm trying to remember if there was anything. Yeah, I don't know. Quick, br- okay, quick, bring up the VLR page and see how many rounds they both got. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know it's if twelve fourteen thing meaningful to contribute. Uh, because unfortunately, this is also something. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna run over all of APAC real quickly, and then we're gonna get into Preds, where you guys yeah. will just make some random Preds. Based Pretty on- much. Based on what I said. I mean, I remember being entirely correct about Philly. Sure, yeah. I can't remember what you said about Philly. You said they were going to shit the bed, and they did. What? No, yeah. When did you say? I said, uh, like, Soul is going to 3 0 them. Yeah. And then you guys told me to shut the fuck up. And I said, why? They're still going to do it, though. And then they did it, though. (laughs) They did do it. They did do it. Philly has not changed. That's the narrative analysis that everyone's coming for. That's that's your proper take in team form. Because there's one thing I've learned, like you can bet on a on a Philly instability across the season. Mm. Here's a rundown on the teams and what's going on here. Okay, so talking about Shanghai, Seoul actually looked really good as well. To be honest, it looked like Seoul good. were uh, easily good enough to win. Mm. Shanghai just so much more clutch. Shanghai. In situations you expect them to lose, refuse to lose. Okay. Almost like old Shanghai. I mean, it's the same Shanghai. I mean, old Shanghai is the Shanghai. So it's the sure. Yeah, yeah. But like, I look at some of these games, I'm like, man, Seoul should have won that fight. Seoul should have won this. Seoul should have won that. But they just mm-hmm. didn't because Shanghai clutched the fuck up. Some of it was like Seoul maybe making some errors. Some of it were forced errors as well. Mm-hmm. Some of it was like, there was nothing Seoul could have done better than that. But Shanghai just showed up. Unlucky Seoul. Um, Shanghai have been leveling up every single series they legitimately look better every single game and it's scary because <laughs> they still haven't lost yet I mean that, that sounds like how I would describe a team that's been losing but they haven't been losing their yeah. record is 5-1 they just don't have that many maps because they've gone to like three back-to-back map fives yeah. including a reverse sweep so yeah Seoul looking really strong Profit's looking really MVPable. Mm-hmm. Smurf has had some weird moments, but I think more often than not, he's had some insane moments. He's been okay. way way better as a player compared to some of his more low moments. Um, Fitz has actually been a little bit average this season, but he's been okay. I think Soldier doesn't bring out the best of Fitz, mm. so is what it is. Creative's been a nut. Uh, Vin Dame's been a been a, a a pretty good rookie, just a good player overall. So, yeah, I mean. I think those are my top two teams, generally speaking. And they're going to be rematching as well. Yeah. Um, what have Seoul lost? They have lost two games. One of those was to Shanghai. And the other one was to the Hangzhou Spark. Which is the next team I talk about. And Hangzhou, and that was the opening match, by the way. Mm. Oh, that was also because Seoul was running stupid shit like Sombra. Like, Jesus Christ. True. Um, Seoul have learned their lesson since then. They've stopped running Sombra. Hmm. Andrew Spark, 
and in Philly. Hangzhou Spark have such insane players that are not shitting the bed. They're they're actually clutching yeah. up. Alpha is looking like one of the best players in the region. Absolute rookie of the year candidate for sure. Similar story to what Shy was doing. I feel like we're getting the the Hangzhou phase that we got last year doing June Joust like a full stage early. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm. that version of Hangzhou last year was looking dominant as well. And Shy was like, "Yep, rookie of the year. This guy is insanely dominant." And we're getting that now with Alpha Yi, but one stage earlier for Spark. Mm. So, a question for you: from the bits that I have seen, it feels like, and this isn't like a absolution. Uh, absolution for uh, some of these other teams that do also fit this mold but is Hangzhou not just another like DPS driven team where it's like if you don't have Shy or Alpha E clutch up get a first kill and play off that feels that way it feels that way but I think the DPS gets so much attention that you forget the the rest of the team is there the rest of the team is still Mm -hmm. doing stuff okay Um, because I would I would say that Philly it feel more like the team where like man Zest has to clutch up or they lose sure agreed you know whereas Hangzhou deceptively are actually quite good as a team mm-hmm. because their DPS gets so much attention mm-hmm. you kind of the rest of the team looks like they take a bit of a backseat mm. but Gush Ray's starting to look better now Berna's been good on Zarya this year um, they're actually a very flexible team they can play both Zarya and the Winston to high levels they can play Alphys, Reaper and Genji all high level they can get cons- comfortable wins on all of them I know there's a lot of fans out there that are going to meme on, and shit on Super Rich, but I don't think he's been, he's not been anywhere close to as bad as what people are saying. I don't think he's the best, but like they're clowning on Super Rich way too hard when, first of all, Alpha Yi, when he plays Echo and, and, and Super Rich goes Mercy, Alpha Yi puts Super Rich in some fucking bad positions. Like, yeah. Alpha Yi plays very selfish, mm-hmm. and he, I don't think he considers his Mercy a lot when he makes plays. He's, he just goes in. And Super Rich just fucking dies. And then maybe Alpha Yi still gets a 5k and wins. But yeah. Super Rich looks like an idiot because he died and Alpha Yi looks like a hero. Mm. But like Alpha Yi, you know, he, he puts Super Rich in some very, very suspect positions and, and makes Super Rich look worse than he is. But I don't okay. think it's Super Rich's fault. Um, a couple of bad beats from Super Rich. So not the best. I know that good, that, that really drives Yesker up okay. a wall. I'm sure he enjoys that. Mm. But... um. Look, if Super Rich is as bad as people saying, Hangzhou would be losing. Yeah. Because you can't afford your main support to be thrown. So he's clearly doing a lot of good things well most of the times. Mm. Enough times that Hangzhou can consistently win, which they are. Mm. Um, and Irony's just good. He's not, he's not excited. He's not Finn, you know. Sure. He's not super exciting. He's not easy or creative. He's, he's just... He exists. He does his job. Not super flashy. But... You know, he ser- he services his team extremely well. Right. And he's not a feeder, so, you know, <laughs> what you need. So yeah, Hangzhou's teamwork has been deceptively good. And then on top okay. of that, the individuals on the DPS line have been wild, wildly yes. good. Agreed. That definitely has stuck out like a sore thumb. Um, was the, I mean, just to say with Spark for a moment, uh, did the, the game script for Philly Spark um, end of week five, I believe? Like this last game for APAC, I believe. Uh, did that kind of go according to what you expected it to, or was that a little bit too dicey from either camp? Like, was that just like bad Man. form? I expected Spark to win, but Philly okay. put up a not only a good fight, but Philly put up enough of a performance that they could have won. Right. Yeah. So that speaks well to Philly's comeback potential because they had a rough game three and four. 
Mm. And then five and six, they started coming back. Uh, enough so to secure themselves a position in the tournament. Not okay. comfortably, but they're there. Um, mm. Yeah, I think Philly right now... They're weird, man, because um, I don't know if they got dunked on by nerves versus Chengdu and Seoul. Mm. Um, certainly, I think those teams, especially Seoul, shut down Zest hardcore. Okay. Now this is now we go back to the conversation. Like, is you know, is this a team that just like heavily depending on DPS mm-hmm. in a way, kind of? Okay. Because when Seoul shut down Zest, Philly looked lost. Hmm. Like, well, this guy has a 1v5ing, Philly did not do well. But that was that game versus Seoul. Gotcha. I think Jimmu actually outplayed Zest as well in, their, in the Chengdu Philly series, which is kind of crazy. Um, also, Nisha played a fair amount of Brig, which actually um, made things worse for Zest. Mm. Not in, like, a hard kind of way. I don't know, like, Zest is still on track for fighting for the Rookie of the Year, but I think Alpha Yi's started to clear him now. Alpha Yi's been more impressive more consistently. Mm. Not that this is a 1v1 game. Or what was the stats that you game. your your stat your the nutty plays per minute? You're you're saying that Alpha E is a little I bit higher. Alpha E has, I think Alpha E does, yeah. Okay, but it's all this thing like they're trying to decide between playing Carpe and M and three. Yeah, M and three plays the snipers. Carpe plays mostly just soldier, right? Only soldier actually. Pretty much, yeah. Um, the backline, the backline of Philly is okay. They've had some good moments, but they they've had some suspect moments as well. Mm-hmm. Bellas Bellas has been reasonable, but he's a rookie. He's 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 a he's a good enough tank, but not exciting, not not insane. Right. Um, Fury's been good, but not super convincing. I actually don't like when Fury plays, not because of Fury, but because then you have to play this Reaper comp. Yeah. And I think Philly's biggest strength is putting Zest on Genji. Okay. Or Echo, and putting Zest on a Reaper. <laughs> Feels bad. Just doesn't feel right. It just mm. feels worse. Unlike Alpha Yi, Alpha Yi can still carry on the Reaper. It seems unlike Alpha Yi, this feels like he's quiet on the Reaper. Gotcha. That could be a team thing. Like they're not enabling him enough. I don't know what it is. Maybe Fury's mm. being too selfish and he's not enabling the Reaper and he's just bubbling himself. I don't know. I, I actually have to go back and watch that. But I think Philly do better on the Bellasria comps, on the Winston comps. But that makes them far less flexible than Hangzhou, who can do it all. Mm. Would you say that Philly's like the f- weakest team here in APAC right now, playoff wise? Of the top four, they are the, the fourth best team. Yeah, it feels yeah. like pretty clear, like pretty like certain that like yeah, Philly's probably here, and then maybe Shanghai's up here, like Shanghai like first, and then Philly fourth, and then maybe a mix. In I, mean, I think the, all the other three teams are close, close okay. enough that they can win. Okay, so it's like Philly are probably the fourth best team, and the other three are having their own three horse race. Mm. Okay. Um, Chengdu is obviously struggling. Uh, they're having hearable problems. Uh, Daisy Gaga, that situation has not been resolved. Who's actually got to play the Zarya? Team still doesn't know. Right. Um, Leaves not performing well on the Widow. Leave in general hasn't had that much success. And, and by the way, for all the all the brainlets out there that are like, oh, Leave fraud MVP. Do you understand how MVPs work? He got his MVP for his performance last year, not not this year. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's twenty twenty one regular season MVP. They should understand because Fleta has also not been looking title. amazingly. Right. On the fucking title of the MVP, he received the MVP for last year. It doesn't mean you're the MVP. You're the MVP from until the end Forever. of fucking time. 
I should have been fearless. Because like, mm. if you're if we're, if we're going down that path and just just get rid of all MVPs, it's just it's actually meaningless now. Yeah. There's some real fucking brainlets out there who don't understand what an MVP is. Jesus Christ. Jonex not even in the league. It's like, come on, man. Like, I don't know. Um, they like to use his current performance as some sort of like dunk, like, ah, oh, culture yeah. right-handed. Like, bro, remove all MVPs. Just remove all of them from previous because all the past MVPs are somehow not relevant yeah. anymore, including Fletcher, who's been benched. So, yeah. Um, Treat yourself to his stats. Leave as a fucking monster. Um... And there are still games that Lieber's carrying, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, who's next? Squandro Charge, struggling but improved. I think they actually looked better this week. Okay. But, I mean, it's tough. It's tough days out there for Guangzhou Charge, because they are relying on Choice One again to hard carry. That's always going to be a difficult task for him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the tank line looks average now. I was I was starting to bat for them a little bit, but the longer we get, the further down we get, the more I'm thinking, nah, both Krong and Rio are just not having it at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Back line's pretty uninspiring as far as supports goes. Yeah. Uh, that being said, Farway's actually had some good moments. He pops up quite a lot. He shows he shows his face quite a good deal in that kill the, feed. The best, plays, the best plays are choice of one and then Farway in that order. Yeah. Which and is... the rest start to look a lot average. Yeah, I feel there like Develop has his moments, but like he's mostly just absent now. And then we have Valiant, mm. who got their historic first ever win. Part of this says more about Chengdu than it does about Valiant, to be honest with you. Okay. And that Chengdu struggles just come to bear. But man, Valiant, especially led by Dia, who really is just such a North Star on this team never benched here. This guy is actually legitimately good as a player, like competing with the top players and holding his own. I don't consider him a top champ, but he is competing against those guys and, again, holding his own, being competitive. Um, no Hill is doing some interesting May strats that I have to appreciate as well. I, I appreciate that they're, they're trying to innovate. Mm-hmm. I, and pun intended, they have a play called innovation on their team as well. <laughs> So, who is playing the May? What's worth, and that, that is part of that's one of his main heroes. Becky's been a sleeper hit. Like I think most people wouldn't thought Becky would be pretty fucking bad, but he's actually been pretty good. He's actually been a, a strong part of this team, and actually compliments Dia pretty well on that uh, re, on that uh, soldier Genji duo. Mm-hmm. Um, this is obviously one of the clear Zarya teams. Now, this is this is about as this is even more of a hardcore Zarya team than the Dallas Fuel. Because Sashin can pretty much literally only play this hero, and that's it. Mm. So, if you don't success, su- you don't succeed in this this meta, you will never succeed because their tank situation is bad. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, though, Sashin is like the most hardcore Zarya one trick that they get away with it. Mm. Um, backline's reasonable, not very exciting, but just reasonable. Mm. Probably similar to the Guangzhou backline in many ways, but okay, you know. I don't know. As a team, I, I think they make up. I, this is this is one of those teams that I would heavily describe as more than the sum of their parts. Mm, feels like it easily. They also play kind of weird. I, I'm kind of interested to hear your take on this. Um, the bit the bits of VOD that I have seen from Valiant because I was also very interested in this May and and maybe if NA could adopt it, but I'm I've dropped that theory. Uh, um, it feels like Valiant play very slow. 
every time I they they, they kind of lock in this May into the Zarya mirror, I'm always expecting them to like move forward, really try to abuse the fact that they have the May, wall people off. But they kind of just sit around and wait, and it kind of works. Like they're very like reactionary. Really? Yeah, is that a fair read or no? I don't know about that. Okay. Um... I mean, they definitely can be slow, but not that it's a bad thing. It's just an idea. I don't know if I, I don't know if I've personally seen that. Okay. I feel like they know what they're doing with the May. They know how to like walk in and do stuff. Sure. But also, their May players have been super clean on the right clicks. Yes, innovation has like, been quite good. Both Becky and innovation, but especially innovation, he really knows his right clicks. Like he's hitting mm-hmm. those very often, so they can do a lot with that. Mm-hmm. And now I have to say, the, the May Zarya is like a shitty Reaper Zarya, but with higher peaks, because you can just dink somebody with the right click. Yeah. And you, you can, can just, just ignore wall somebody neutral. off and just run at them. Yeah. But the neutral is kind of crazy, because you can you can, you can can definitely wall... The, the strength of May is very sprint-heavy, and that mm-hmm. the opening sprint of May is, hit, is, is strong, because you wall somebody off, you run at them with left click, and you can maybe get the kill. Mm. The, the Reaper is more of a marathon than a sprint. Yeah. In that matchup, for sure. But... Yeah, I mean, can, I think Valiant have the opportunity to win more. It depends heavily on the meta got moving forward. Mm. If Zarya cannot be played as not good, I fear for what Valiant can do. So, yeah, they have their first win. I would hate to see this being their only win. Yeah. That way. Agreed. Be sad. So, APAC re- recap. Thank you, sir. How about... How about them Preds? We'll do some preds. Let's go. There's two ways we can do this. <laughs> you guys can just all copy oh, my homework, wow. or we no. can just like make some shit up. Kind of interested to see if like we view these differently because I feel like we're probably all on the same track. I have a funny feeling. It's actually kind of a hard um, pred because I think out of the three top teams, there's a lot of fifty-fifty potential in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Avro's top, so... Start us off. I'm not just saying that so I can copy you. I mean, I'll go first. You want me to? I'll go Spark. I mean, yeah. I've got Spark locked in 3-1. They they are preying on the easy rematch. Um, Some would say, like, this gives Fusion the rematch, but I think Spark also... I think Spark made more mistakes in this matchup despite winning, if Mm. that makes sense. Which Mm -hmm. means there's more for Spark to actually come back and win on. Um, yeah, I'm willing to go 3-1 here. For sure. Ditto. A lot of same points for me. Spark look uh, more consistent across the board. Philly got juiced up by week one, beating up on a, you know, Shanghai that had some logistics issues and Charge, who looked like ass. Um, did score some maps, though, so it did improve. But yeah, Spark seemed like the better team across the, the long stretch of things. Yes, Wait, I gotta have the ethos sing to me. Okay. Mm. Channel it. Yep. Hit the hit the DMT. Mm. The binaural beats. Yep, yep. Get them in there. Let's the walk in in Memphis. Um, <laughs> <sighs> yo, I want to say oh. Philly. So how? Riddle me this, <laughs> Mister Astrolo- Astrologian. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. He went for something different. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The team that Soul shits the bed. Three zero 
Yes, he did. Correct, my friend. Yeah. So what what does the ether tell you? What do the machine elves, what did Terrence McKenna come to through the grave and tell well, you today? So <laughs> Riddle me that. I'm microdosing. Um <laughs> <laughs> So Philly start here. Yeah. Steady. Or oh, oh, is that Shanghai getting three old? Then the expectations are high. The positive energies are in the ether. The Philly fans fuck it up. It's going down. It's going down. <laughs> it's the Philly fans. fans. Okay. Philly fans are like, <laughs> ah, the, oh, the quantum man. realm is being influenced. Bad Pachi Mary is like, ah, I'm not going to trust this team ever again. So he's preds against it. There we go. They figure it out. Gameplay reason being, they once again bring it back onto their old level. Now the problem really here is, is I'm not sure if even like a a prime zest is is <laughs> enough for this alpha year. Um, first pick, by the way. First pick, just saying. <laughs> just saying. Right out there. But that's also the rebel in me that just wants to see zest curb stomp. Alpha Yi. Um, the Rebel. Mars in you. Man. The Aries. Is your, is your Aries rising? I'm saying 3-2, and it's like mega close. This this one's okay. going to 99-99, map 3. Uh, 5. Mm. Map 6 with the draw. All 99s. No, map six with the remake. The remake. <laughs> Illegal Overwatch maneuver has occurred. All right, Soul Dragons, what do we got? He tries to teleport through the floor as Reaper. <laughs> Deletes the source code. Oh, man. Shanghai Soul. This one could go either way. I. What? I feel like this is Shanghai 3 1. But I have Shanghai making it through the entire tournament. Yeah. To the top. And I have Shanghai 3 2 because I think Seoul will push them. Okay. But Shanghai refuse to lose map fives. Mm. <clears throat> Straight up refuse. That's very true, actually. This has always been true about this team, right? Yeah. For the most part. You know what? I like that take. 3 2 sounds good. Where are two next? You gotta say what you Lord. want. Oh, I have dragons through one. Okay. Oh yeah, true. Sorry. Good. Do spark. Do Philly. Where are we headed? Spark against. Uh, let, let's do. You want to do a lower bracket fire first, or lower bracket uh, round one? Okay. Sure. Sorry, Philly. Soul knock you out. Yeah. Soul do it. In fact, I'll, I'll even go 3 0 here. What? <clears throat> okay. A hard okay. underrate Philly. Heavily underrate Philly. Monumentally underrate Philly here. More so than I should ever underrate Philly. <sighs> this is. Profit's here, to, Profit's I, here to win. Profit's here to fuck. He, he's not holding back. By that mm, prediction, I know Philly is going to win against two. Uh, Spark. Because there's too much negative energy uh, in the universe, so we gotta balance mm -hmm. it out with actual results. Gotcha. Uh, I know what this is. 
what's going to happen is they get to lower bracket, the game comes up, and Bad Patch Murray puts out the video, mm. and it's just like, this is the last hope for Philly. But I know they're going to do it, I believe. It's the ho- it's the Philly Hopium video, and it, and it goes against them. It completely fucks them. <laughs> VP does have a track record of uh, cursing teams, so it would, it would play out. Yeah, I've got this Soul 3 one. Uh, I... I like what I see out of Philly's DPS. Outside of that, I'm really not all that inspired. Um, yeah, it's probably like a control, like, oh, got ahead, ran away with it, but Soul's just a better team, it feels like. We got Spark down there, Spark Soul. Oh, shit. Crazy result. Man. Keep sleeping on profit. Wake up to a nightmare. Jesus. The fucking, what is that, 2019? 2017? Oh, Jesus, even later. Yeah, that was uh, that was um, Apex Season 4 final. Was that? Yeah. That was after. I thought it was the MVP discussion. But... No, no. Huh. Already before that. I've even learned to stop sleeping on profit. What are you doing? True. Um, I think he's also counting fucking nuts for him, dude. Like, holy mm. fuck. Um, actual crazy. He also player. does it on both, bro. Like he he brought out the Genji, look cracked. Brings out the Tracer, looks cracked. Like, dude's fucking different, man. Mm. Five years in, he's still like among the best in the world. It's How just... insane. He's actually a legitimate top contender. That I'm even saying like this is this is, he's putting on like MVP level performance for a guy that's five years deep. Yeah. yeah, who also played in Apex. Like he's such a veteran that he he didn't even start his Overwatch League career in Overwatch League. Yeah, Barker. He, he didn't start his pro career in Overwatch. League. He started all the way back in fucking Apex. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus Christ. Is there is there even a single player from Apex season four or before that used to be top tier back then and still is top tier, or is it really just him? Because Fury, I don't think you can count him right now. No. Um, I would have said maybe Birdring pre-retirement. <clears throat> yeah. The fact that Flood is getting benched, not, yeah. not a great sign. Flood didn't dominate Apex. He was literally yeah. not eh. playing Apex. Like, he, he, he definitely was. Good, yeah. Yeah, I know, but okay, whatever, sure. If, but if, I'm just saying his for, team sucked. But oh yeah, you're not gonna hear an argument there. His for team's the, ass. He for, was good though. For the kids that were still yogurt when Apex was played, Fleda back then is what Choice One is now. I would say uh, magnitude higher, personally. But so, in terms of carrying their team and all that kind Choice of stuff, Iwan yeah. is once again putting in overtime. He understood the oh, assignment, yeah, but nobody you, else you, on his you team. Have, <laughs> You, the problem is, you guys, you have Yaki and Decay, but both Kongdu and C and MVP space were kind of yeah, average teams. Yeah. Also, Decay didn't join the league until he was old enough. True. Yeah. Huxol's gone. You so, know, Decay is probably the closest thing to the definition that we have. And Decay is not close to Profit at the moment. No. no. Because, like, not. Decay has these off games. Profit oh, just doesn't. I have it. I have the answer. Okay. Ooh. Session. Shut <laughs> up. NC Foxes. That's that's my friend. Call me Lord. <laughs> I can't wait for this to go to like a Winston meta. Him to be like, oh, yeah, no, no, there isn't, there isn't. He's he's the longest. It, it, legitimately, it probably would have been Striker. Yeah, Rock Stalkers. Yeah, 
that was a challenger team that wasn't even but he didn't even dominate apex this is the problem the people that dominated apex are no longer good there's only yeah. one mm-hmm. player that has both dominated apex and is still playing at the literal top level now as one of the mm-hmm. best players it's just profit is only profit yeah only person that's yeah. it true yep. yeah that's why he's the goat yeah no uh, we'll hear otherwise i still think like i really like the look that smurf had that I think it's currently a trifecta of people that I trust to uh, have like very good main tank and then also, you know, in the back pocket, a really solid off tank. Uh, situ- Zarya situation more more clearly, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's um, Smurf. That's someone, and I believe it should be Rhino. Okay. So, what's your scoreline? Three what? Three. You saying three two? Oh, you're eliminating Hangzhou from the tournament. Yes. No way. Yeah. Bro, he's eliminating kinda... Hangzhou from the tournament. Uh, Overfeeling. That's also a classic like... to six zero your stage and then shit the bed immediately. <laughs> well, <sighs> they didn't six zero their stage. They can't be cursed. Thank God. True. Um. Spark dragons. No, I have dragons going all the way. Yeah, three one, three one, me baby. Oh, this is where I'm like, okay, Shanghai like wills it across the game five. Control, just fucking. Who are you? Hits him with the apex MVP title. Little flex, and they skedaddle out of there. I think I think this is gonna be close, but what the fuck do I know? I haven't caught up with apex. So you could almost consider who are you to be in that profit discussion. Who are you? Took such a long break in the middle. Yeah. You didn't play Overwatch. You didn't really didn't have any games. Didn't do anything, anything really. like Didn't do anything mm. last year in Shanghai. That like, despite being really good now, really good in Apex, that middle area is just one big black hole. Whereas yeah. Profit the entire time dominated. Okay, you could, like argue during goats. you could argue during Goats he didn't dominate, but like you know, for the most part, Profit was good every other yeah. year. And even in the year he didn't dominate, he still was like good. Like statistically, even if we pull up like the numbers, like he was still pretty high rated. What's what's your scoreline for that match, Joe? Uh, I have a three-two. This is game five. Shanghai wheels it across the line. They don't lose. Okay. And Shanghai so. are the most generous team. They're the most generous Ponzi scheme team ever. Where like yeah. they give you a lot, but then they take away from you at the end. Mm-hmm. You know. What, the, what does the ether say? Uh, nah, I'm all out of hot takes. Is a three-zero Shanghai. <laughs> <laughs> The problem is, Philly's best player is still, like, at best on par with Who Are You, but I think Who Are You is probably still a bit better, right? That's the biggest issue. And then on top of that, the rest of Shanghai just gaps the rest of Philly. I like MN3, but Lip is way fucking better. Lip is the best hit scan right now in APAC, no doubt. So Mm. much so that I think Fitz is, like, you know, he's not competing hard enough to mm. catch up to Lip. Like, he's, Fitz's entire career has just been in the shadow of Lip. Fitz has just been little Lip the entire time, and he needs mm. to he needs to break out of that, become as big or bigger than Lip, but he just can't, because Lip is just too good. The thing yeah. is, like, it didn't so, matter the first time they played, right? That's why, like, sometimes, like, if someone in my bracket situation might have thought, you know, I saw Philly beat Dragons. Like, maybe I can do that. They can do that again. <sighs> I think that was more down to uh, Dragons, not you know, being up to snuff yet. Yeah. Right, dragons came in looking lost as shit. Yeah. And even then, Lip still pounded, yeah. which is mm-hmm. crazy. 
<clears throat> so. Alright. Uh, we got Soul against Tang Zhao for you guys. Yep. I'm going for the storylines. I got the Hangzhou great Shanghai Shanghai finals. Ooh, okay. I'm going for the storyline. I think these teams are close enough. I think like player's profit is there, but the rest of his team doesn't show up enough. Okay, okay. And then Alpha Yi, despite having a worse overall team, Alpha Yi's himself. No, do I believe that? Because Profit's also on a heater. Oh god. No, I changed my mind. It should be Soul. It actually should be Soul. Fuck. So I see it as well. I think this is Soul. I have them marked as okay. Yeah, I've got this three-one Soul. I think they're the second best team right now. Uh, I've not really been all that sold on Spark outside of like having big pop-off performances from the DPS. Um, I like what I'm seeing out of Soul, and like you said, Profit is on a heater. So I have the Soul Shanghai Finals. At this point, nothing from Spark could ever impress Joe unless Spark literally win the entire championship. I mean, yeah, that would be a start. Would be a start. You fumbled the bag too many times. Eh, I don't know. Game five against Philly. Shangun actually goaded. Shangun knows what he's done. (laughs) Maybe. So I said I was out of hot takes. Okay. And I am. This is so. (laughs) (laughs) This this is. Yeah, no, this must be so, I think. I don't know, I like their look. That th- At the same time, like, yeah. Yeah, I think this is probably 3-1. I'm th- saying 3-1. To the finals. Oh, Avril, did you... Are you still singing with Soul? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we might have took we took a little bit of a divergent path, but we all arrive at Shanghai Seoul. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <clears throat> Is Profit on enough of a heater to take down Shanghai? No. The problem is, even if Shanghai struggled during this tournament, I don't think they will. They still improve every single game. Yep. Mm-hmm. And also, lockdown's coming to an end, which means they can finally get supplies and live a life. Sure. Can you get an internet, so though? So I think Shanghai only gets better. So fun fact, when Shanghai play a match, every every person, I think including the players, pretty much have to turn Wi-Fi off and turn mm-hmm. all devices off. And only The only internet connection, the only internet that happens at all is into the five computers that are playing, and that's it. No other internet can exist in the entire facility just to make that single 200 MBP, MBPS line, whatever, work. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. For <clears throat> for three, Seoul get the first three maps. Shanghai reverse sweep. That would be spicy. That'd be a quite so, a. That's classic. a reference. That's a reference to May Mailer last year. Come on, guys. Yeah. That'd be fun. That would be a fucking banger. What What if Who Are You just has to play every match? Because if he wasn't playing, he would be watching anime and just su- sucking out all the internet from from the connection. <laughs> Hey, come on, Yveltal's not on this team, right? Come on. True, he's not out reading manga, right? <laughs> come on. Right. Come on, Profit Boy. Go Soul. No, I I think this is Shanghai. I think they're the best team. I agree with Avril. They have improved from week one quite heavily. Um, again, from the limited 
research I've done on APAC. Um, yeah, look like the best team. I don't think it's by a sh- like long shot. Like I think this is competitive. Um, so I'm saying four two, but I think Shanghai across the board is the better team. Fallible in some areas, but for the most part, should be considered the favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I I said I was out of hot takes, but I'm not. This is it. This is it. That three times, dude. It's that four three soul. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. Coming home. And this is this is a hard carry. This is a. Can you hard carry against Shanghai though? This is this is a two mat map deadlift performance by profit okay um and how do i finagle this i think i think honestly like shanghai has kind of a main tank problem they they have the same problem that uh dallas might be running into mhm i think I trust both of those players less to figure it out than I do Hanbin. Okay. Honestly, you know what is f- absolutely fucking insane to me? And I, I say this as a fate stand, right? Okay. But how the fuck did you, do you have someone on your contenders team and buy the tank from the Florida Mayhem and let the guy that is very clearly fate 2.0 go to the uh, to the other team. How is that possible? Wait, who's fate 2.0? Someone. Someone. Oh. Nah, man. Nah. You think they fumbled the bag? Bro. Think Shanghai was someone, it? dude? They chalked it? That now. Why would you take someone over fate void? Because someone is a better player than Fate. Maybe, maybe in the future, but not, not at the time that someone was signed to Florida. Not that exact moment in time. Also, I don't know Team why CC, I'm making it, whale sounds, but it seems Team appropriate. Also, Team CC also kind of got dunked on a little bit in contenders. Right. So someone's stocks were kind of low. Bro, you can't be you can't be shitting on Moon for this when like nineteen teams probably didn't mm, look at someone. That's Only true. Gumba looked at someone. Yeah, yeah. But does it not like, look like is, it's true right now? This is this is one of those like potential Tom Brady moments where fucking every other franchise couldn't be fucked, but then one person saw him. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. yeah. sixth round draft pick was what we're talking about for this guy. Mm-hmm. I promise you, like. Maybe he got trials on other teams, but they didn't take him seriously. Only only Florida took him seriously. I bet you. Mm. Yeah, probably true. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, of course, this is super hindsight-based, and I don't know what how he trialed or what his condition mm. directly were. I think this kid is, like, hyper... Um, hyper-talented. I think this kid is also, like... Seems to have a great attitude about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, okay. So let's let's focus a little bit on the soul thing. I think eventually they had to get over their situation of not being able to win a grand final. Uh, okay. Um, 
I'm a little concerned. Dude, dude, like the... I I can't help but feel but that this team would be better if Joe Nagy was still here. Um, Creative like popping off. Creative has been popping off. Okay. <clears throat> like, you're underrating Creative a little bit yeah? by saying that, I feel. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, like, Smurf really surprised me with his ability because, like, from what we knew from Smurf, it's like a main tank player that's the best of all time, but someone that had to split main tank pools. Sure. Now this guy also has an off tank? That's nuts to me. So, that's impressive. Um, yeah, I think that's my con- confidence interval here. And I think it's also time. And I also think that Shanghai was... they Like, they can't keep doing this this, like, reverse sweep... Game five type like eventually that spell has to be broken and it will be this weekend. You're right. Give me four zero Shanghai then. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a gift. And this is how we slend at the spark and they win the first tournament. I mean that would be impressive. That would impress me. Right, give me four one Shanghai. I should give Seoul at least one here. <laughs> yeah. That'll be the last time I change. <clears throat> Damn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now do now do Shanghai versus Dallas. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, it's an interesting going, thought, but we're going way too far now. I would be shocked, and I mean shocked. If this is this was a combined bracket, uh-huh. I would be shocked. Okay, let me say this differently. I wouldn't be shocked. But in no world should APAC teams, given their situation, be competitive with NA teams. Uh, Everything is is running against this this region. Right? Like, yeah, shouldn't be. Lockdown situation, shit internet. Bad. Mm. Bad uh, practice environment because they only have X teams. You don't have the yep. tennis teams to practice against. Like, yep. d- d- depending on if there was travel for them, they would have had to travel, right? Mm-hmm. Like, bro, n- everything would be stacked against APAC. I want to paint you a picture. Go ahead. I have a picture to paint for you. Shanghai, magically leave China. Mm-hmm. Yep. Come to Dallas to play the international tournament. Right. They go from the world's strictest COVID lockdown mm-hmm. to a place where the government doesn't acknowledge COVID exists. Oh, shit. Um, and then suddenly they're like, oh, my God, freedom! And then the and then uh, apparently Texas has good internet. And so oh. everything just improved. All the problems that you just were talking about, they all improved 1,000-fold. Mm-hmm. Mm. So now Shanghai unlocks Super Saiyan 4, and they win. Damn. They were training with, with weighted clothes. Yeah. I, glove style. I feel like the more likely scenario is like, oh my god, this all exists. Let's, you know, eat Buffalo Wild Wings and like <laughs> go to nightclubs. Uh, it, would be a, it would be a banger of a matchup. Um, I don't know. It's so hard to tell. I'm not like, asking seriously. I'm asking. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not even asking. I'm just memeing. I'm, yeah. I'm saying memeing. Dallas. I would say I'm Dallas. Not even gonna answer. You I'm know why? Because I believe why? in the Avril that said Dallas Fuel was the best team in the world. 
Fuck, you're right. Okay, I'm going Dallas as well. <laughs> Let's go. Just for the sake of my preseason power rankings, I'm going to go Dallas as well. And we have just decided oh, that, that you were entirely correct, which nobody will ever get to verify because we don't have those matches, and you just get to be God Emperor of the Universe for this season. Oh, because we're going to get to the mid-season madness, and then the the one hour after the mid-season madness finishes, I'm going to get it's some dickhead re- responding to me and be like, yeah. oh, look at It's like, bro. So it's from like five months ago. What the, what are you what are you doing? Yeah. Please. Okay. Hey, pack lol. And it's yeah, probably if, if I had to choose, it'd probably be if I had to guess, my assumption it'd probably be a Houston fan as well. They'd probably do that to me. Um Houston Oh, they were so smug when they beat Dallas. It was unbelievable. you wouldn't fucking believe yeah, it. Yeah. Now look at you. Scrimbach. Um Okay. That's you as well. Don't don't even You're goddamn right it's me. You've we've reached the end of our weird double episode that had a blue screen in the middle, but we've all we've all wrapped up. By the time we see you next, it'll be the end of the tournament and we'll be talking about the end of the tournament. Mm-hmm. And then uh is there gonna be a break afterwards or I don't know what the schedule looks like and then uh, we'll talk about some other stuff. But the next time we see you for bit of tcp it'll be the recap episode mm. recapturing what is so thank you very much for tuning in to 237 ish we'll see you next week for what should be 238 that's how numbers go mm-hmm. see you later thank you peace